0: Good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. A lot to do on the program today. Coming up in just a few minutes, our friend Sweet Swing, and Kenny Singleton is back with us. Orioles legend. We'll discuss a uh, difficult loss last night. And some of the big picture things for the Birds. Also this morning, uh, Tavares Hardy, Loyola basketball coach, is going to join us. He has developed a very close friendship with a former Loyola basketball player whose name happens to be Michael Malone. He is, you know, the the coach of the Nuggets going to the NBA Finals. So we're gonna to talk to Tavares Hardy about that, what it means for Loyola basketball. That's on the way. Our friend Cordell Woodland is gonna to return to the program for 105.7 The Fan Ravens back out on the or the first official OTA. The previous ones are football school, and apparently the first time we're gonna see Lamar Jackson, maybe on the field, maybe not. I don't I don't really sure. I saw that uh, Adam Jones and Jerry had uh, John Harbaugh on their uh, podcast, and he was kind of dodgy about it, like what the plan was. It was a whole thing. But Lamar Jackson's there, like, that much we know. They
1: can't reveal anything. so Right,
0: because they're preparing for an opponent this week. Yeah, so. exactly. The media. So dumb. So 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 dumb. Somehow the Texans could use this to their advantage if they know if Lamar Jackson's going to participate. If anyone could practice, sure, sure. The mighty would be the Houston Texans. Texans. Great. Um. Anyway, yeah. We'll uh. We'll talk to Cordell. He'll also play. Would you rather Wednesday with us? And our friend Greg Rosenthal returns to the program. Of course, the French Open gets underway on Sunday. Greg Rosenthal from Courts of Thunder, which I don't even know if we're doing anymore. I got to be honest. I put that out to him. I'm like, well, we could do a segment or we could do a podcast. And he was like, how about a segment? <laughs> I said. There's your answer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I get it. We both of us, it's it's very difficult. We don't really have the time to do it. And then like, the, the one time a year we do have time work-wise is the summer, but then we're both like on vacation. <laughs> we're both trying to do things with our family. So it's a a lot to ask, but we'll talk some French Open, I guess, because I think I saw he did a breakdown of the AFC North recently. I guess we'll bring that up with Greg Rosenthal, but I promise you I don't want to. So that's what's coming up on the program today. Today's show is brought to you by A.J. Michaels, expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels. Heating, A.C., plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy, efficiency, and comfort levels AC season is here. New rebates and discounts are available. More at AJMichaels.com. So yeah, that uh that that stunk. There's no way around that. Obviously, that was just the, bruh, the epitome of brutality is that the the doofus what's that guy's name? Roths, John Rothstein, is that what he says? Yes. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. that guy. That guy has never offered anything to anyone and mm, has made an unbelievable career out of it. He has no I, original I, thoughts. I, I it enjoy is, John Ross. Of course, is. you do. God, that's the most likely thing you were going to say this morning. Of course, you enjoy John Ross. It's fired up there's by college basketball. Ad- that's nothing. it. It's all he is. Is L- yay. I like sport. That's it. There's no thought. There's no he doesn't, one of the best sports. So. I like college basketball too. I you're, don't think liking college basketball. You're jealous, is a, aren't you? No, not at all. Let him have that job. This is like the doofus that catches the home runs that caught the other one last night. Let him have him. God bless you. If that's what you want to do with your life, do it. And trust me, I, John Rothstein is doing quite well for himself. And for what it's worth, if somebody offered me a significant amount of money, I would at least have to think about it. I don't think I could. I don't. I think at some point I would have to roll my eyes and say, I just can't be this person. I'm not capable of it. If I could use a fake name, maybe. Maybe. Glenn Rothstein. Right. If I could just do that. Um, no one would know. and by the way, he might have uh, actual appreciable skills that I just don't know about. But his bit is just a bit. He's there a is college basketball there. insider. No, mm. he's a doofus that just says the same six thing. The, the, the dumb thing that he says about College Park that doesn't even make any sense. Spring every Bay capital of the yes, yes, that's the of, dumbest of the thing Coast. I've ever heard in my like. No, he oh, says the of the northeast. Northeast. Maryland's yeah. by no means in the northeast. It's illogical. Everything about it is illogical. People go to school in PA in Boston. He just keeps saying it because he doesn't have anything interesting to say, so he just does the pro wrestling bit. Trust me, I get it. The Rock comes out and says, if you smell with The Rock, and and people just go with it. And when you don't have things to say, that's what you do, is you just do the same bit. You do something stupid. John Rostin catches strays this morning. Never lose ever, and say who the man of the magic is. What a dumb bit that would be. That's a terribly dumb bitch. I hope he goes on his podcast yeah. today. And I Well, I don't think that we're going to catch I don't think it's going to matter. And by the way, I'm not mad at him. You can do whatever you want to do with your life. I just could never be that guy. Uh, anyway, sorry. I don't know how that started. Oh, the epitome of brutality. Yes, last night was the epitome of brutality for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, it's one game. It's baseball. I think if we all had looked at the... Um, the schedule going into the week and seeing the pitching matchups, we would have said, hey, this is the most likely game that the Orioles are going to lose of the three, given that it was the one where you're facing Garrett Cole. But that, of course, is what makes it worse, is that the problem wasn't Garrett Cole. You had no problem with Garrett Cole. You scored four runs off of Garrett Cole and somehow lost the baseball game. And that's infuriating. Doubling down on how infuriating it is, multiple elements you went all in with your bullpen to try to win the game you used your a bullpen including two innings of Yanir cano and lost and that is a rough rough way to go i i in fact it made me think it was interesting that he didn't put felix batista back out there for the 10th inning it made me think that and brandon hyde would never admit this that essentially you recognize when you didn't score a run on the top of the 10th that you had lost the game and you weren't going to waste both Caneer and Batista's availability for tonight in the process. Now you're going to have Batista Batista's, for tonight huh? and Cano for, for well, Thursday, oh, yeah, Thursday if it works out that way. But it, that's what it felt like, is that, boy, we really, we went all in to win this game, now we're not going to win it. So it's worse than even your typical... Like, if you had just gotten blanked by Garrett Cole, we'd all sit here today like, yeah, it stinks, but... So it is. To have it go the way that it did felt like multiple losses. That was wretched. And then to get to the 10th inning and to have such unproductive at-bats from both Santander and Mountcastle... Remember, we just had this conversation on Monday. Can a championship team have both Santander and Mountcastle in the middle of the order? And I said then, "I I don't know... It feels like too much of the same. And last night doesn't prove that by any stretch of the imagination, but I couldn't help but think about it last night as that 10th inning unfolded. And to take nothing away from Michael King, but like, the, God, that was just bad to have two wildly unproductive at bats when yeah, the game's on the line from the two guys that are the middle of your order. That's a tough way to go. Now I know Frazier was, you know, that's a nice play by Volpe, you know, right afterwards to rob Frazier of what could have been, you know, a, a game, a, a, a go-ahead RBI single. <sighs> Just so much frustrating there. Then the question also would be, if you were going to, you know, do the all-in thing, if you were going to throw or Cano for two innings last night, why not go rescue Bradish a little bit sooner? Like, these are the types of things that, like, I, it doesn't feel congruent. It, it feels like you're not thinking about it ahead of time. If you're all in to win one baseball game to the point that you're throwing Cano for two innings and almost certainly making him unavailable tonight, then when Bradish gets into trouble, why are you so hell-bent on letting him work out of his own trouble? Why not have someone ready sooner? And why not go get him maybe after the first run scores? The, I keep I did it with the fourth inning last week. I'll do it with the fifth inning to, from last night. Even if it's not Cano, now you got Givens too. So now you got one more option for an arm that you have at least an amount of faith in. A high leverage arm. Correct. Yes. If you were going to put Baker in in the tenth inning last night and I would have to go back and look who would have been coming up at that point in the fifth inning. My point would be you use those guys when the game is at stake. This obsession with well, we've got to get through the fifth inning. That makes sense if you don't ultimately care about the result. If at some point the priority is we're not going to blow our bullpen tonight to try to win this game. But you were. And if that's what you were going to do, why not go get him earlier? Who the bloody F cares about you can qualify for a win if you make it five innings? I, I, that can't be a thought process. That can't be anything that registers. Again, not wanting to hurt your bullpen makes sense. We want to get five innings from the starter because we don't want to do, tax our bullpen too much. But ultimately, you tax your bullpen. And had to go to extra innings. And if that was something that you were willing to do to try to win the baseball game, then why not recognize that the fifth inning might have been when you won the baseball game or lost the baseball game? And no one thing makes up for something else. And none of it makes up for an unfathomable pitch that Felix Batista threw in an 0-2 count against Aaron Judge. Just unconscionable pitch. And, you know... I'm not going to do the bit where suddenly I think Felix Batista should should not be the closer anymore because of one pitch or something like that. But you can't get around it. It's it's un, just unimaginable that you would throw a hanging O2 splitter right, right there. A meatball of all meatballs. I, it's Aaron Judge. Throw... If you're frustrated that he's fouled off two straight fastballs, throw four pitches in the dirt. And I get it, Rizzo's behind him, and Rizzo's a real hitter. I'm not trying to, like, you know, disparage Rizzo. But Jesus. Aaron Judge. And I know, because somebody would say, well, you can't possibly think that's the pitch he was trying to make, can you? No, I don't. But you can't make a pitch. that near the strike zone. That could possibly end up with that being the result of the pitch. If there's any way that the ball that you throw is a, could possibly end there, nope, can't make that pitch. Four in the dirt and move on. So all of it, all of it registers with me. it was about the suckiest loss that ever did suck. I mean, it was just a wretched night. Are really? Really? Like I felt that way last Thursday. This is part of the the fact that the, 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 what comes with the games mattering is yeah, that every single loss is well, especially. I mean, but more these types of losses. Yeah, these one run losses are gut wrench. More when you have again last night, you're up four and up. You have no business losing that baseball game last night. None. And and it's so easy to second guess things, and it's so easy for us to sit back and think about well, what would have been different if you had just done this, but every element of it ends up yeah Eddie, and look if if Cedric Mullins hits that ball about what 2 oh, feet further
1: then so then it's the a game's route. completely
0: yeah. broken wide open i mean like again like 2 feet further that's it and you know i'm not mad at Cedric Mullins he was one of the guys that got the job done for the most part i mean i, I wish he would have caught that ball in center field but that's a difficult catch to make and awkward that he kind of had to move around Frazier in order to get to it I, it was funny afterwards cuz Palmer's like You know, trying to criticize him because it's a catch Cedric Mullins should make, but yet acknowledging that the only reason why that's the case is because he's Cedric Mullins. Like, you don't have a chance at that if you don't have Cedric Mullins, but because you have Cedric Mullins, it it should be an out. Yeah, Right? Like, that's the reality of it. Difficult night at the ballpark. Just a really, really tough night. Hopefully the Orioles shake out of it. And again, it's one loss. And part of our frustration is because the games matter so much and, truthfully, because it's the Yankees. If that was, you know, whoever last night, if that was the Guardians next week, it does not register the same way for. If it's the Rangers this weekend, it does not register the same way. It's just infuriating because it's the Yankees and because it looked like for a little while Cal Bradish was about to go put together a really nice start. Like, to begin the game, he looked like he was there. Um, and then the third time through the order... As maybe you would expect, it kind of came unglued. And that's a tough thing, because if you can't get through a third time of the order, you're going to get four innings out of your starting pitcher every time. I feel like Rizzo just kills us every time. How, how long has he been a Yankee? Uh,
1: not that long. I know, <laughs> but it feels years. like he gets three hits every eh, single maybe. game. I don't,
0: maybe. I don't the know. Yankees play the Orioles. It's Just Brutal, 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 brutal. All right. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Had to do this a little bit earlier on because he's on the golf course this morning. Our friend Ken Singleton with us here on GCR by an Orioles legend and a man who I could have sworn was retired but every time I look the Yankees still list him as working for them I don't know what's going on with all that (laughs) he is the great sweet swinging Kenny Singleton and he's back with us now here on GCR Kenny it's always great to catch up man thank you for taking the time for us
2: no problem Glenn Uh, yeah I am officially retired I I don't know what's up on their website or whatever so, but, uh, so you're done like you're, uh, I, you're, you're, you're not I even do I'm not tied to a schedule <laughs> okay you're not
0: even doing like the 12 game cameo this year anything
2: like that no <laughs> no 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 nothing uh i um i i told the people that i work with i do miss them don't don't get me wrong i kind of <laughs> miss the job but I, I i don't miss the preparation i get and it i don't miss getting into cities at three o'clock in the morning i don't miss that stuff
0: at all i don't blame you. it really gets in the way it gets in the way of a good golf schedule doesn't it
2: Ken? <laughs> no kidding
0: <laughs> all right so with that in mind if you are officially retired retired that means now we can bring you out of retirement to do some orioles games in the lead up to them winning a world series right
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know about that uh, i mean geez, geez I, uh yeah they do have a good young team they would be fun to cover but uh as i said you know I have more fun now, Glenn, watching my grandkids play. My grandkids yeah. play baseball and basketball, and my, my granddaughters play soccer. That, that's what I like.
0: Where all do they play? Are they around? I, I think we talked about they're in Jersey, right, Ken?
2: Yeah, they yeah. are in New Jersey, South Jersey. In fact, uh, in, in fact since I last talked to you, uh, my son um, has become the high school coach in Haddonfield, oh, New Jersey, cool. baseball coach. Cool. And they made the playoffs. They had a, a great first season uh and uh, they won their first playoff game nine nothing uh for the state championship and uh, their pitcher pitched a no-hitter he missed the perfect game by an error oh, wow so, man uh, yeah, Man. But I've seen that kid pitch. He's pretty good.
0: Sort of like John Means missing it because of a a, a pass yeah. ball on strike three a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, that's that's
0: true. Um, Ken, are, are you – now, how are you I, – I, I think we talked about how you were as a dad with the kids playing sports. Do you second-guess him as a coach at all now? Do you ever say, like – Man, was that, the, was that the right time to pull that guy from that game? Do you ever do anything like that as a dad of a coach?
2: No. Uh, he has been coaching Little League before this, uh, coaching my grandson's teams. And the last two years, they had gotten to the New Jersey Final Four wow. for the state championship for a chance to go to Little League World Series. Unfortunately, they lost both times. But, uh, no, he knows what he's doing. I, you know, I, I rarely sit with the parents because I don't want to hear what they have to say, <laughs> Because you know, sometimes little league parents think their kids should be playing no. in the big league. No, yeah. You, never. you understand what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I try to explain to them, your, your sons or your daughters are playing baseball. They're not baseball players, at least not yet. <laughs> so they're still learning the game. Uh, I, I have, um, uh, I, 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 you know, sometimes I, I think, ma'am, you should go out, Justin, and then talk to a pitcher now. He's, getting a little bit of a champ. And as soon as those, uh, that comes to my mindset, he's out of the dugout and going to talk. Oh, to the how about
0: that? Right. He
2: knows, he knows what he's doing. You oh. know, he, he he was a pro himself. He played, uh, uh, seven years in the blue Jay system. So, uh, that's one reason why I hadn't feel New Jersey. It's a small town. They wanted him to take the job. He was kind of reluctant, but he did it because he has another job, his main job. And, uh, he's really busy, but, uh, He had a great first year, and now they're they're in the state playoffs. So we'll see what happens.
0: Congratulations, man. Kenny Singleton Mm -hmm. is with us here on GCR. Um, Kenny, what do you make of, you know, from afar, how the Orioles have done this, of of turned this organization completely around, committed to this full-on rebuild that I know pissed a lot of Uh people off in baseball because they were just saying, hey, we're going to stink. That's the way it's going to be. But they have certainly come up with the fruits of what this plan has been. What do you make of everything that they've done over the last few years?
2: Well, uh, you know, they, they did suffer. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they had some very lean years where they lost over 100 games. But uh, I, when Mike Elias came in as the general manager, I think he followed the plan that worked in Houston. And it's working here. You know, they, you have some lean years. You better hit on your draft picks. And it seems like the Orioles have, have hit on those high draft picks and particularly Adley Rushman, I mean, I mean, he's he's going to be one of the best players uh, that the, the Orioles have ever had. And, uh, you know, certainly I think he's going to be the best catcher they ever had, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that uh, they've done a good job. Uh, it began to show uh, where they finished over five hundred last year when people thought they were going to finish last. And now know, it wouldn't surprise me if they made the playoffs. So I, I think their, their pitching uh, has been better than what people thought it was going to be. The bullpen, it seems to be lights out of the end last night, notwithstanding. But uh, I, I just think that they they have a good team.
0: Yeah, that, that judge guy is, uh, I guess he's okay. I guess uh, that guy is. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah,
2: it, well, I think he's, uh, well, he had a stretch there on the road trip where he hit seven home runs in seven games. That's nuts. Uh, you got to remember, he was on the IL. He missed 10 games, and he's tied for the league-leading home runs. He, he's. He's pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, Bautista made a bad Terrible. pick, and I think I know how that happened. Uh, he had, That was only the second splitter that he had thrown. Now, the first one he threw was to the previous hitter, Gleber Torres, and he spiked it. It was in the dirt. It wasn't even near the strike zone. So, I guess he tried to make an adjustment, maybe not throw it as hard, and it didn't do as much. You know, he had just thrown two fastballs kind of by a judge at 100 miles an hour. He fouled them off, and maybe he's maybe Bautista and uh, Rushman are thinking, well, maybe we can't get it by him three times in a row, so let's trick him, and he threw a a splitter that kind of hung, and you know, Judge is going the way he's going right now. You can't throw him anything mediocre. He, he's just going to hammer. It.
0: Maybe on an O2 pitch, it's okay if it's nowhere near the strike zone. Ken, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Maybe it's but, all right uh, if you that spike was that right one. There. Man, yeah. No, Glenn, it's... Glenn, you and I could have hit that.
0: Oh uh, well, I couldn't have hit it that far. You, I'm guessing you still could hit it. That uh, nah, far not no, not anymore. I
2: can't. I can't hit it that far. I'm just saying we could have hit it. No, no yeah, doubt. I'm not saying yeah. where it would have gone. It was. But, waiting. but I'm just saying we would have hit it. It was waiting right there. There's no doubt about it. Uh-huh.
0: Um, Ken, I, I think there's a lot of conversation now for the Orioles about how you jump from being good, right? Like, they are clearly a uh-huh. good baseball team to being a legitimate team that can compete to win a World Series. And I still think that right now, as presented, that's too much to ask of this group. I think you have to have legitimate, you know, I know he wasn't that guy last night, but a Garrett Cole type. I think you have to have top of the rotation legitimate yeah. pitchers in order to do that. Is it time for the Orioles to start getting aggressive and start making trades? Like, it seems like it's all there short of maybe a couple of pieces that can end up being the
2: difference. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I don't think the time is quite right yet because, the, you know, all the teams are involved, maybe with the exception of the Oakland A's that they're, they're not willing to give right. up yet. And I mean, they, and they don't have year. anything they're, in Oakland.
0: There's nothing yeah, to trade they, for. They're, there.
2: Oh, they're, they're done. I mean, yeah. what, they've lost 40 games already. Yeah, uh, my point is that uh, you get a little further into the season, and other teams seem to think that uh, this isn't going to work. Uh, we, we've got some pieces here that people might want, particularly in the pitching, uh, that down the stretch, that, uh, uh, you know, just before the uh, trade deadline, and that. Then, then you pick up somebody. The, the Orioles certainly have enough pieces in their farm system now to make a decent deal to get a pitcher that could help them. Uh, you know, somebody who, you know, I, you don't, maybe not a number one, but certainly a number two or three guy who's a legitimate starter who could uh, get the job done for you. Uh, I, I just think that uh, they, they, they might be in the, uh, the mode to do that uh, later on in the season. I, I still think it's a little early for teams to be saying, oh, let's trade this guy, let's trade that. Right.
0: I No, I get that. And I, and I, and I think that mm-hmm. would be the more appropriate time, late June, July, obviously moving towards yeah. the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Do you think they might still need one more bet? Like it's easy for us to talk about the pitching, right? It, do you think there's a chance? I, I'll bring up what happened in the 10th inning last night, where you have mm-hmm. a runner on second base, and both Santander and Mountcastle strike out. And both guys are good baseball players. But yeah. I don't know that either one of them is a traditional middle-of-the-order bat that you're going to count on. for. And, look, I get there's only one Aaron Judge. I'm not trying to, you know, put it to that standard. Yeah. But I do wonder if you still need one more. You had Frazier batting fifth last night, right? Like, I still uh-huh. wonder if you might also need one more bat, middle-of-the-order, real bopper type of bat, in order to make that jump from good team to legitimate championship contender. Yeah,
2: well, I think one thing we have to remember, these, these those type of players, they, they cost a lot of money. No and question. You're talking... Third, you got Judge making forty million. You got the, most of the other guys who are pretty good making at least thirty to twenty, twenty-five to thirty. And I don't know if the Orioles want to make that commitment as of yet. Now, uh maybe I, I think might me personally. I think with the Orioles, as these young hitters like Mountcastle and uh, Rushman, all these guys are going to come <laughs> about the same time. To get paid, if you understand mm-hmm. what I mean, mm-hmm. that's where the, that's where it's really going to come to the forefront for the Orioles if, if they want to keep all of them. Uh, I I just think that uh, if you want to be a good team, you watch your guys develop, and they're developing. Don't give me they're they they're getting to be pretty good. They, their offense, I'm not worried about their offense. I think I think they can hit. I just you're right. They might need one more guy, but if, if one of these younger guys really has a big year, say. You know, Rushman hits 30 home runs, and Santander, who's already hit 33 last year, hits 30 again. Mountcastle hit near 30 last year. So you've got – that's 90 home runs between the three of them. I I think you're all right. You know, I I don't think their offense is the issue. I think, like you said, they might need another starting pitcher down the road. Uh, And, uh, if you know, it's not – it depends on how you're thinking here. The Orioles haven't made the playoffs in a number of years – so if they make the playoffs, the fans might say that's good. We're yep. we're moving up. Yep. we're moving up. But if you want to win at all, you got to have the horses to do it, and uh, you you got to have those pitchers like Houston had last year, they just shut people down, and 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 the offense that can hit and score, and the defense that can play defense. It, the Orioles are pretty good on defense too. So I, uh, I it's their pitching, and uh, I mean their offense and their defense. That I think is really good. They, you're right. They might have to add another pitcher. K-
0: Kenny, I you bring up you know guys coming up for money. I I, I know. Mm-hmm. Look, Adley Rutschman is at the center of everything. I I would like for the Orioles to give him 200 million dollars today, right? Like I I'm, uh-huh. I'm good with that. But the guy that comes up before that, who I had some questions about, but I am now sold as being a long term piece for the Orioles, and I think that it would go a long way for them to announce a you know a five six year hundred hundred twenty million dollar deal is Cedric Mullins. I. I am utterly uh-huh. sold on all of the many things that he does. I know he didn't come up with the ball last night, but the range uh-huh. is just insane. It's nonsense, his range. I know yeah. his arm's a little weak. He's never going to be the 30-30 guy that he was a couple years ago. That's not fair. Uh-huh. But what he does with runners in scoring position, the way that he's improved against lefties, I just think yeah. he does so many things. He almost comes off to me as like sort of the heart and soul, what Adam Jones once was, different type of player, mm-hmm. More speed, maybe not the same pop, but I think it's a very similar comparison and what he could do if you were to say, hey, let's sign up. Let's say Cedric Mullins is a part of this thing. I think it could electrify this fan base.
2: Yeah, I think it would too. I think the, uh, well, maybe the 30 home runs, not quite reachable, but the 30 stolen bases definitely. Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he might steal 60 this year. Uh, and, and that's the way the game is set up now. They want more action on the bases. Uh, they've opened up the infield for base hits now for singles, which helps him. You know, maybe he doesn't have to concentrate on hitting as many home runs. He's got guys behind him who can hit him. His his job basically is to get on base and then move himself into scoring position if if he can, which he's very good at. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, if, if you value a player like that with that type of money, somebody at the top of the order who has a little pop too, he, yep. he could hit 15 to 20 home runs. You know that 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 wouldn't surprise me at all, but uh, you know, it, it, for him to steal thirty bases, uh, I think he'll he'll have close to thirty by the All Star break. So, uh, I, I think that that that's not a problem. And you're right; he has range in the outfield. He he, he has that. He, he kind of reminds me of my former teammate Al Bumbry in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bumbry had good range in the outfield. I mean, he was the fastest guy we had. Uh, his arm, um, you know, Mullins' arm is. is uh, I hope Al's not listening, but uh, it was better in Al. You know, Al's my Al's my go- Al, Al's my golfing buddy now. We play golf, so uh, and he knows it. You know, I, in fact, we were talking with somebody the other day, and uh, we were talking about playing with each other in the outfield. And I played right, now played center, and we discussed each spring training. He said, singing if there's a fly ball in between the two of us, and somebody's trying to tag up and score." You get it because you got a better, better arm, arm yeah. and, and and I said, if there's a ball in the gap that we both have to run down, I said you get it because you got more speed. <laughs> so that that's that's you know you gotta you gotta talk out there. And all those years we played together in the outfield, we never ran together, never ran into each other. There was no collisions, um, and we we had a good relationship as far as being able to communicate uh, in the outfield. And I I think uh, with Mullins and Hayes. And Santander, I mean, I think he's better than people think in the outfield. And whoever else the Orioles want to put out there, they've got good outfield defense. Hayes is very
0: good. Hayes is very good. And then, of course, Santander, yeah. maybe he lose a little bit on the range, but his arm is outstanding. Yeah,
2: so, but he's yeah. playing right field at Camden Yards, and, yep. you know, it's, not, it's like covering a postage stamp. You know, yeah. he'll be okay.
0: That's not that's not a bad point at all. Kenny Singleton, mm-hmm. I know you got some golf to play this morning, my friend. I always appreciate <laughs> you taking the time for us. Enjoy it. We look forward to doing it again soon, all
2: right? Enjoy the season, Glenn.
0: It's Ken Singleton with us here on GCR. Always appreciate our opportunities to catch up with an Orioles legend. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. We'll talk a little more Orioles uh, as the morning goes on. Also, Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Radio as well. Brought to you by Birdland Sports, your chance to win a T-shirt or other item of your choosing from Birdland Sports today just by participating in Would You Rather Wednesday. However, we're going to switch gears for just a minute right now, as just two nights ago, the Denver Nuggets punched their ticket to the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history. And it's a really neat local story, as I don't know that everybody is aware that their head coach, Michael Malone, was once upon a time a basketball player right here at Loyola. And over the years, I found out that he's developed a bit of a friendship with our next guest. It's always a pleasure to welcome back into the program the current head coach of the Greyhounds. He is our friend Tavares Hardy, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn. It's always great to catch up. Thank you for taking the time for us. Glenn, what's happening? Uh, pleasure to be on with you. Everything is good, man. So tell me about like your relationship with Coach Malone. Like when did when did it get established and what is it what does it look like? How close are you guys?
3: Yeah, I don't wanna romanticize it as if we're best friends.
0: I mean
3: <laughs> uh, but certainly he he um is aware of what's happening at Loyola University of Maryland with our men's basketball program. He's excited. Um, he and I text um, we try to get together. It's not always easy because of their their schedule, but uh we were out in Vegas uh at the same time when Santi was going through summer league and uh he was out there watching his squad. Um but yeah, he, he follows us. I mean when we went to the championship game, it was uh he was one of the first people to text. Um, you know, congratulations and good luck and, and, and letting us know that he was watching and following he was texting about Santi. Um I I have a, a former friend uh or a friend was a former assistant GM with the Nuggets and he was in a room draft night and uh he said Mike was as, as Michael was as excited as anyone when uh, Santi was picked so cool. he's watching.
0: That's cool. That's really, really cool. What does it mean to your program, right? Like I you know, as you bring up Santi obviously, you know, accomplished something that had never happened before in Loyola history. And clearly that means a lot every time you see him on the floor, it's a reminder to kids of what you could accomplish uh, at Loyola. But what is this – like? does this register in a way to the kids on your team? Does it matter to them? Like how how does – what does this mean to Loyola basketball to have a former player now four games away from an NBA title?
3: Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's huge for our program. Uh, we have Coach Malone's pitcher up in our locker room, uh, and it is a symbol uh, to show – that, that it can be done, whichever path you take. We have Santhi's picture up, uh, Mike Morrison, the guys who uh, were were drafted in the NBA. That's that's all of our players' goals and dreams. Uh, they want to reach that highest level. And, um, you know, we, we show them that it can be done, and, and people up there care about us and they're watching us. And so what Coach Malone is doing is a true inspiration for all of us.
0: And somebody would say, you know, hey, well, look, don't, no no offense, but anybody could coach Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and have success. You know a thing or two about the difficulty, even when you have really good players, of uh, right. finding and success. W- what do you make of the job that Michael Malone has done, and does he deserve more credit than maybe he gets just because it seems like all the attention goes to Jokic because he's a two-time MVP?
3: No, and, you know, again, I, I don't uh, have – conversations with Coach Malone about these things but as all coaches and he can tell in his character uh, he, he enjoys the fact that Jokic um, is is getting the the you know the, the publicity that he's getting that his team is getting what they're getting um, you know he's doing his part uh, he's been there for eight years I was just talking to uh, a couple other coaches and you know Monty Williams wins coach of the year two out of four years and he's been let go um, you have in the has the longevity to have the longevity that he's had, uh, the sustainability, and you know he's grinded. They people say, oh, it's easy, but I mean he's had to work through a lot of issues with with Murray uh, tearing his ACL a while back. Michael Porter yep. Jr. has been in and out a little bit. There's always trades, and so finding that chemistry, building that bond, getting them to where they are today is a uh, is, is a huge uh, credit to Coach Malone and his ability to to get that culture um, to mirror what he wants.
0: He is Coach Tavares-Hardy from Loyola. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. We're talking about former Greyhound Michael Malone, head coach of the Nuggets, headed to the NBA Finals. All right, Coach, I need you to put your analyst hat on. Um, I, I, we still think it's going to be Miami, although I guess now it's possible that Boston could do something we've never seen before. Um, I, I am kind of convinced at this point that Denver is just – they're just a they are juggernaut, man, like that, that maybe if – he had had a healthy, to your point, a healthy Jamal Murray the last couple of years. They might be going for their second or third title at this point. Does it, it doesn't matter who comes out of the East? Are you going to feel like Denver is the team to beat, even beyond the friendship that you have with Coach Malone?
3: Yeah, I mean, and it, I, I do. I like Denver a lot because I like their style of play as well. Um, you know, they do a lot of things that we do uh, in terms of ball movement, player movement, and so it's fun to watch. But I do think from a basketball standpoint, um they are the favorite uh regardless of who comes out of the east uh, they've been playing that way all year um you know but it's basketball right <laughs> uh guys can get hot guys can get going and you know the way jimmy bunker's been playing if if miami does close out that series um if he keeps that going he's Man. a threat um and so they will always be a threat to beat anyone but you know I, I do you know the small market team the denver nuggets um you know, knocking out the juggernauts, the Lakers, um, I think that's great for basketball. I think uh, the combination of, of all the stories and all the players, is, uh, is
0: good for basketball. Coach, I'm glad you brought that up because I see people saying, like, oh, the NBA has got to hate this. And I'm like, what, new stars? Like, that's what they hate? They hate the idea of, like, there's other people that you might tune into knowing that, you know, LeBron's getting close to 40 and Steph Curry's getting up there. Is that there might be new players that people are encouraged to watch for the next couple of years? Like, I'm falling in love with Jimmy Butler during the course of these playoffs, yeah. man. Like, he's just – it's not only fun to watch him play – He's just such an exciting, likable guy. You know, like I, I can't. It, it seems like such a dumb thing that everybody says, like, Oh, the Lakers lost, so it's got to be ter- terrible for the NBA. No, I think it's a good thing for the NBA for there to be other teams involved and other legitimate superstars that could become bankable commodities for years to come.
3: Right, and and you want you want good teams who are playing well to be playing for your championships. Um, that's that's what this sport is all about. Uh, and I know the Lakers have made a nice run, but you know they were up and down all year. The Nuggets have been really consistent, and so I'm happy that they were able to to get the opportunity to play for the championship to cap a consistent, a consistently good season.
0: Ah, oh, no doubt about it, man. Uh, no question at all. So here's the important part: if the Nuggets win the title, how many days do you wait before you send the text saying, "Okay, are you ready to make the 10 million dollar pledge to help us so that we can go out and"? uh <laughs> You know, like get all the guys in the NIL or in the in the transfer portal next season. Like, when when do you make yeah. that text?
3: No, it's it's funny. I haven't even texted him um, during the playoffs. Um, a few years ago, I think I did, and again, I don't. I'm not that naive to think I'm that important that if I text him that they're gonna all of a sudden start playing bad. <laughs> uh, but there's, I'm not superstitious, but I hey, say I'm kind of suspicious.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: I get it. Uh, and so I. But yeah, in terms of the uh, you know uh congratulating him and making sure he knows that Loyola's uh you know, here and supporting him, we'll definitely make sure we get that message across.
0: Yeah, I understand that. I was I was thinking maybe he could be like I saw Cam was back in the portal recently. Maybe he could be the difference in helping get somebody like that back to Loyola. That do you think it could work out that way or no?
3: You know, the the whole uh, NIL space is interesting. Um, you know, from from our standpoint You know, what we want, we want to build a strong program. What we talk to our guys about is um, I'm I'm excited that you can can monetize off name, image, and likeness. I think it's fantastic for our student athletes, uh, but we want it to be authentic. Uh, We want them to really earn those opportunities. And, you know, the pay-for-play side of this business, I think, is, is not only bad for us as coaches to try to coach those kids after we buy them, which I'm not interested in. But I think it's also it's also bad for the student athletes because it sets up a false sense of reality of, of 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 what this world is all about and at some point uh, when when you're done playing college basketball, you're gonna have to live a, a long time and you're gonna have to earn money, you're going to have to have skills you're gonna have to know how to how to how to manage your life and um, when you' when you're you're bought uh, I just don't think that that's that's helping our young people so that's my two cents on it. But uh, there we have it. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: mean, this is the nature of the beast, though. This is – you can't – it's the way it goes, man. Uh, I understand exactly what you're saying. Coach, just a a minute on your team. I I was over there a couple times late in the season. You guys, after what had been a struggle, really put together a good closing stretch. How encouraged were you by that and what that could mean for this group of players going into next season? Yeah,
3: I'm really encouraged. Um, You know, we were able to maintain the bulk of our roster – uh, especially the guys that 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 played a lot of minutes that did not exhaust their eligibility, they all came back. Uh, we got some guys like Milos Ilic who didn't play last year. Um, you know, again, I don't want to put too much pressure on anyone, but but he's a really really good player uh, that we missed last year. So so adding him back into the fold, uh, Golden DK is going. He decided to come back for his fifth year. Cool. Um, you know, so we got Alonzo Fowler. We we, we got great size, and we got. Uh, The Baltimore Guards, uh, Deion Perry, uh, Tyson Commander, they'll grow in their roles. We added D'Angelo Steins uh, from Mount St. Joe's. Um, He was at Old Dominion. He's coming in. He's the first transfer we brought in, so we're expecting big things from him. But we also got great depth. Uh, Chris Kazimka played a lot. Dave Brown played a lot. um, And I love the incoming guys. Uh, The incoming freshmen are are extremely athletic. So I'm excited about this team. (laughs) I can go on and on. uh, We're in the planning and analysis phase. Uh, we're taking our team to Spain this year. Cool. Uh, so we have two Spanish kids on the roster yep. still, but also obviously Santi uh, coming from over there. We get a lot of love over there as well, and so uh, looking forward to uh, to going over there for nine days. Uh, the administration's great, so we're in a good spot. I'm like I'm excited about this year coming up.
0: For folks that haven't seen him, Deion Perry is like literally the definition of a Baltimore guard. I, I actually went over. I was watching a game one day with my father, and he looked at me for a second. He's like. That looks like Mugsy, and I said, "I, dude, I, I get it. Like that, just tenacious, hassling. You know, I'm gonna make your day miserable style of play. It is such a Baltimore guard, uh, undersized, but you somehow you forget it as you watch that dude play. It's unbelievable. He is a lot of fun to watch play, man. I love, uh, I enjoy watching Dion all season long. All right, uh, I appreciate that. Coach, appreciate you. Uh, we'll obviously we'll have reason to be rooting for the Nuggets moving forward. It's tough because I really do love Jimmy Butler, but I, I get it, right? And, like, as a Loyola guy, I'm going to I'm gonna decide that the Nuggets are my team and I'm rooting for Coach Malone. Appreciate you spending the time with us. Look forward to chatting again real soon. Enjoy your summer, man. Always appreciate a conversation. It's...
3: All right. Take care, Glenn. Thank you.
0: It's Tavares Hardy from uh, Loyola basketball coach there joining us. as uh, Again, it's a neat local story that Michael Malone – has uh, led his team to the NBA Finals. Of course, on the other side of things, there is a Baltimore player. Haywood Highsmith doesn't play a lot for the Heat. I don't know how many minutes Haywood Highsmith has played in the postseason. I know he's gotten into some games, but it's not been a ton. But he is on the roster, so on the flip side, there is another local story, a local connection. Much like a year ago, Damian Lee was in the finals of the Warriors. This year, if it ends up being Denver, Miami, they will be – Local connections on both sides of the conversation. Did you find it? He's playing about seven minutes uh, in the postseason. Yeah, yeah
1: postseason. Not so far, yeah. not nothing. Eleven
0: games. He's there, and yeah. and Heywood Highsmith's story of how he got there is is wild, right? Like he certainly was not the guy that you expected to be a uh, standout in the NBA. So, a neat local story as well. Of course, we don't know after Miami lost last night. Ach. What do you think? It's over. No, not at all. I, I, I'm i in a weird place with this where if 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 it's going to play out that way, you would rather have lost game three than lost game four, right? Like It just leaves that door open for them to go back to Boston, win a game, and suddenly you start to feel the pressure. Suddenly you're the team that could end up becoming the first team ever to blow a 3-0 series lead. Like, in that weird scenario where it happens this way, because typically if a team goes up 3-0, it's because they won the first two games at home. So usually, even if they lose Game 4, no big deal, we're going back home for Game 5, and we'll just close it out there, and we'd rather be at home anyway. This is far more unique than that. We don't see it like this very often. And so when you say, well, hey, no team's ever climbed out of a 3-0 hole in the NBA, it's happened, obviously, in both both the NHL and... In Major League Baseball, I think it was Shaq or maybe it was Charles, but they were, you know, they were
1: saying Jimmy Butler's going to make this game six if it goes to a game six. He's going to make that game six a game seven for the Heat.
0: So yeah, probably like, the case. Like you, you still, I'm certainly not suggesting that I think the Celtics are going to come back. I think it's more unique of a circumstance than the typical scenario in which a team goes up 3-0 because it's almost never the road team that goes up 3-0 in a series. It just doesn't typically work that way. So it's more unique that this would happen and now you got to go back on the road and it allows the Celtics at home the opportunity to not only win a game but now have momentum on their side with back-to-back wins and suddenly start to put the doubt on the other side for Miami. It's far more unique yeah. than when a team typically wins game one and two at home then game three on the road and even if they lose game four, no big deal, we'll just go back home and close out the series. It's a far different scenario with it being the team the lower seed that's the team that didn't close out in game 4 by the fact that they have to go out on the road. So again, I'm I'm not my expectation is not that the Celtics are going to do this, although the irony of it being a Boston team after the I was about to use the F word after the effing Red Sox. <laughs> We're the first-ever team to, to, in baseball uh, to close out. It, it had happened in hockey before that. Um, God, I mean, just it would it would be ugh, as gross as gross gets if it were to play out that way. God, that would suck. Uh, I'll just root for that. I, I hope that the Heat go win in Boston. They haven't lost a game in Boston yet this series, so I hope they go close it out in game five and it's not something we have to think about. Boy, the NHL series are terribly uninteresting. Oh no, yeah, they're God. <laughs> like, remember Drew? I mean, Drew last week was like, "We got two really good series here." No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't.
1: Both are 3 Well, Drew, as well, because well, Drew is betting hundreds of dollars on each, so it is. Yeah, it is. He yeah. makes it interesting for
0: himself. <laughs> sure does. God, Dallas goes home and lays all kinds of an egg last night against Vegas. All right, a um, lot to do still on the program today. Our friend Cordell Woodland's is going to join us in a bit. We'll go over Would You Rather Wednesday and remind you all that it is a game. It is not analysis. It is not – it's just a game. That's all it is. You no. guys are really struggling. I think people are playing with, right today. No, they're not. It's game. Big day for Ryan Fraser, obviously. Big day for him because he enjoys this struggle. We play a game here, not an actual – Just a reminder. Also a reminder that uh, PressBoxOnline.com slash offers is where you need to go right now to get $150 in bonus bets from DraftKings after placing your first $5 bet. See this and other great sportsbook offers right
4: now at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. The All-America Senior Game, powered by New Balance, will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your
5: tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com
6: Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab eating vacation. And Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. That first sip, that first bite.
5: If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you?
0: All right, back in here on GCR. Hey, don't forget, we are giving you the opportunity to go check out all of the area's minor league baseball teams. All you got to do is go to pressboxonline.com slash contest, and you can register to win four tickets to all of the area minor league baseball teams. Plus... An easy pass, Maryland on-the-go transponder preloaded with $25 and a $50 gas card from Royal Farms. But again, you got to go to pressboxonline.com slash contest. That's pressboxonline.com slash contest. In order to register to win, you must be 18 or older. In order to win, get there right now. Pressboxonline.com slash contest is how you get signed up. Um, Yeah, the update after we had the conversation yesterday is that the NFL did indeed adopt the kickoff rule. And again, we already had the conversation yesterday, so I don't have a whole lot more to say about it, frankly. Um, It's what it is. Uh, I think I did see that the Ravens actually voted against it, in part likely because of the presence of Justin Tucker and their overall kicking strategy and how seriously they take special teams and you know the depth of their staff with Randy Brown involved and I, you know who who keeps around a punting specialist than Sam Cook. I mean this is, the Ravens just treat special teams a little bit differently than every other team. They like the strategy of it and so that's likely the reason why it is that they voted against it. Ultimately, my expectation is this is the next step towards with by I'm I'm going to turn 40 in September. By the time I'm 50, I will assume That there are no more kickoffs in the NFL within within ten years and change. By the time I'm fifty, so it'll be. I think the kickoffs will be gone.
1: They just start on the twenty-five after every score. So like, yeah. uh, So what was the what was the goofy
0: XFL thing that they did?
1: It was like they, they they kick off from the 30, like the, the kicker kicks from the normal spot, uh-huh. and then everybody starts on like the 20, not the 20, yeah, I guess it was like the 25-ish. yards further behind? They start, no, they start on the 25-yard line, like on the other side of the field. What? So the kicker kicks from the 35 on the far side of the field. Yeah. Everybody else is over here. So he kicks the ball, he returns it, and then after the guy catches it, that's when everybody starts running.
0: I don't understand. Look up a video. It, 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 I mean, you're it looks, not saying this. Right. So, well, I, I guess I'm wh- not saying where do right. your teammates? Where your are the,
1: teammates. So the so yeah, the kicker's teammates. There's uh-huh. ten guys like on like the thirty yard line or something on the like, like plus thirty. So you're kicking off from the minus 30, on 35. the
0: opposite thirty. Yeah. What the hell? You, you never. You so, didn't see any of the videos. Of there's them? zero chance I cared about the XFL. None, and I never wills. Well, I, I'm sorry. I just look up. Don't,
1: uh, uh, well, I guess I.
0: Mean, I, I do Me know, finding doesn't help you. I, I guess, don't understand this at all. Because people were talking about the XFL kickoff rule. Like it somehow it was. Well, because you know
1: less high-speed collisions. I guess is the is the point. So that you know you have guys so essentially they're not flying starting. Flying down. Yeah, the they're veil? like starting ten yards across from each other, rather than you know you have guys starting on the thirty, and then you're running. You're still running seventy yards. Down to, to hit the other guy, so and and the 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 I mean I don't have the exact stats, but it was pretty much the same thing as that they, they were they could still I think wait for a touchback if they wanted if they were if the ball was being kicked into the end zone, and they were returning it still to about the you know about the twenty five yard line every time. And uh, and yeah, occasionally it's really
0: hard get to to make a return when the guys are already down there. And they were, but
1: they were still occasionally getting
0: you know a, a hole would open up and then. I, yeah, I mean, I guess right. Like I, I don't, I don't see this as being an answer. I, 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 it just doesn't interest. It's if
1: well, if, if safety is the you know right. If that's what you're saying, thing. if this
0: is entirely about safety and you want to at least try this before you get rid of it. I, but sure, the NFL,
1: but you know, since it was the XFL, well, yeah,
0: there's certainly no chance they would do it unless at some point they hire someone from the XFL to a job, and then they can, you know, say it wasn't really the XFL; it was just this person that came up Ooh. with the idea, and this person works for us now. Um, whatever, it, it it just doesn't do anything. Like you just be doing it to do it for me. Like okay, sure, if you you want to do it, God, I don't think it's a good play. I don't think it's fun. I don't think it's interesting. I it's just something else. That's all it is. So if you want to do it, God. Knock your socks off. Go ahead and give it a shot. It's just, I don't think it's going to change anything. Ultimately, I think kickoffs are going to be gone, and that's. that's and
1: then, so to replace onside kicks, what like maybe inside two minutes you get the option. Yeah, two. well, they wanted I mean, to do that anyway. In they've, the they've, they've
0: been flirting with the what fourth and twenty-five was their idea, and I said yeah. before I'm fine with that if you do it going into the end zone. I'm just not okay with it in the open field because it allows some one receiver to get behind somebody and convert the play. Like we would like that. We got Zay Flowers. Sure. Make it an actual it should not be easy to and I get it, fourth and twenty-five isn't easy, but do it going into the end zone because it takes away the ability for somebody to just get behind the defender and that be that. Make it very difficult. You've got to convert I, I said this every time. You want to get away get away or get rid of onside kicks by all means. Just make sure you keep how difficult it is. Don't make it gimmicky we don't want it to be easier for teams to get multiple possessions at the end of the, the, the entirety of the game is supposed to matter not just the final 4 minutes of the game make it very difficult fourth and goal from the 25 if you want to try to go ahead and convert that and if they convert it then they get the ball back at their own 25 yard line if they don't convert it then the other team gets the ball at their 25 yard line not all that difficult to figure out it makes it so that you don't the only scenario by which you're going to try it You'd be getting rid of surprise onside kicks, right? Like, that would be gone forever in football. But how many surprise onside kicks do we see in the course of an entire NFL season? Three?
1: Do we ever see maybe three? I mean, I feel like it's those. Obviously, like famously, we
0: saw it in the Saints' Super Bowl win. Yes. Like So we think about that because it was significant. But we, we don't – we just don't – it's not a play that matters in football, the surprise onside kicks. So – Whatever, yes. Do the offensive play, but as I said all along, don't do it from your own 25-yard line. Do it from the opposing 25-yard line. And if they get it, then bring them back to their own 25-yard line and let them start a drive from there. That's the way that it goes. Yeah, I but, I look, I you know, I, I, I just think that the the writing is on the wall. The, the things that we've learned this week are the writing is on the wall for ultimately the NFL to get rid of kickoffs and for ultimately the NFL to go even further in telling you how little the fans in the stadium matter to what it is they're doing as a league. I think that's what we've learned this week. And, you know, that's, that's what it is. You're going to watch. The, the freaking, by the way, I just saw, Do you know like, the Yankees game tonight in New York is only on Amazon Prime? Like, it's not on TV in any way. And apparently they it's, do this with a handful of games. The
1: So, like, yes is
0: only on? No, no, no. The Yankees don't. This isn't on yes tonight. They oh. go off of yes for a certain number of their games. I did not know. That. They only run them on Amazon Prime, and you have to be geographically like located within the New York, you know, market area. I don't know how much. I don't know what the Yankees get.
1: That's. I mean, yeah. If they're not blacking out anything, then I think this is a really good.
0: Thing. What do you mean? If they're not blacking out anything?
1: Well, like you know, like with MLB TV, you it's not you can't right, watch. This is here. this is you, you if can't if watch you, your hometown
0: team. Right, but you can watch it. You can watch him streaming on Masson. You yeah. can watch the Orioles. Yeah, yes. I mean, I
1: think getting away. I mean, yeah, getting away from cable. I mean, I think that's.
0: Well, it's what it's yeah, where everything ultimately the, is going to go. Like right now, it's a handful of games. At some point in the future, it, it will be all of the. It games. seems
1: right now it seems inconvenient because you have to have two things set up. You have to be able to have yes, yes and correct. Amazon Prime. But you know, once, I guess, yeah, I don't
0: know. I mean, I guess. Well, I think look, some Orioles fans were struggling with Apple on Friday night, but <laughs> they offered you a free a seven day free trial or whatever. So.
1: Just don't be on Apple again.
0: Well, or you just need to create a new email address. Like somebody would say, well, I already used my seven day free free trial of Apple last summer when the Orioles were on there. So start another email address. <laughs> That's not hard. I'll go sign up, you know, uh, 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 big balls, 42 at, at Gmail or whatever. Just, Register another email address and get another seven-day free for trial. I fortunately have ten from when I was
1: when I was like twelve and I was trying to get Adam Jones in the All-Star game. I made, Are you serious? Yes, I made like ten emails so I could vote. You know, like you know, you're allowed to times. make eleven,
0: right? Like you know, there's not a limit to how many email addresses <laughs> so you're allowed. At this point, I didn't keep going. <laughs> well, I'm saying if you need it to watch your Apple TV for oh, free yeah, to watch yeah. the Orioles, well, game, no, I you mean, can yeah, just, I just create have... another email. Address. Well, I mean, I just
1: have ten emails, you know, in the holster right now.
0: But. Okay, so you just keep using those. Yeah, yeah. The, they're they're
1: all called 2 two o. You know, like one through ten. What is that?
0: <laughs> what is that?
1: I well, I don't know. That was just the the way it. Uh, oh God! It worked out. God.
0: All right. Uh, our number one of today's show is in the books. Orangey.
1: It worked because Adam Jones was. But in What the office. is it? What Orngy? Yes. It was just the word that I guess like the. Google and myself randomly came up
0: with. You were 10. I'm not even going to attempt to try to figure out. My son's about to be 10. I'm two years away from having a 10-year-old. What a nightmare my life is. Congrats. I was thinking about when I said I'm only 10 years away from being 50. That really hit me hard. (laughs) Like, oh, God, it is all over, man. That's just what I'm dealing with around here. Sorry, I might need to see a therapist after today's show. Hey, if you haven't picked up the new print issue of PressBox, you should go get it right now on the cover. You find one an illustration of Jackson Holiday, As we dive into the pipeline of talent that still exists for the Orioles even after the arrivals of Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson and Grayson Rodriguez, still an overwhelming amount of talent to come for the birds. Go read about that right now in the new print issue of Pressbox. Um, only available for another couple of weeks until we'll have a new issue out. I think about three weeks remaining on this one before the new issue hits stands. So go pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, or read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Um, no Drew today. He will be in tomorrow, unfortunately. It's just the way it goes. We will, uh, I guess, talk a little bit about Brooks Kepka winning the PGA also, Drew has like an odd obsession with the uh, attendance at Preakness over the weekend. So, we I haven't talked about it all this week. I just don't care all that much. But we'll get into it with Drew tomorrow because he, for whatever reason, cares desperately about it. So this man had a nice little trip out to L.A. Got to uh, watch the uh, the Lakers uh, get swept. That was fun. I I, I don't I think he's a like is he a, I don't even know if you're a are Cornell are you a Lakers fan?
7: Uh, I'm not. I'm actually okay. a Heat fan, so I'll be, wait a hopefully second. my team ends up in the final.
0: Why are you a, okay, wait, 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 wait. Is this just because the Wizards stink that you're a Heat fan? What's the story on that?
7: Okay, so I I was brought up a Bullets fan, uh, and when the Wiz, and when the Bullets changed their name to the Wizards, I I had to go. I had to go. That's what, um, that's AI what did was did. What is that
0: not the fact that there have been a garbage franchise, just the name well, that too
7: <laughs> that too that was a big part of it too uh and then a i got into the league. I was a big time Hoya fan, and when i once Alan novice got in the league, you know I was pretty much a fan of wherever he went, and then when he retired, I had to figure out you know I wanted a home base, and so I was always a fan of d Wade because I got to see him a lot at Marquette and Big East basketball uh so really you know i've been a heat fan ever since alan Iverson retired um
0: all right i guess I, I i don't know man i guess i was a i
7: mean anything is better than the whip. Well, I, I, mean, I can't be
0: a whip. understanding about that i actually was thinking about whipping up a would you rather wednesday scenario today that would involve like imagine you're a Wizards fan. Well, first, imagine there are Wizards fans. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it would be where that would have started. But then I just realized it was too unbelievable to consider that there would be a Wizards fan, so I couldn't do it. Like, I can only press so much when it comes to Would You Rather right. Wednesday. All right, he's Cordell yeah, sadly,
7: Woodland. I know, a, I know a few, but they're, they're
0: no, not you don't. No, you uh-huh. don't. I refuse to believe that you know an actual Wizards fan. He's, <laughs> he's Cor- shocked, uh, Cordell Woodland, 105.7 The Fan. He's back with us here on GCR. Um I, I, look, I, I don't I don't really care one way or the other. This I'm the wrong person for this Lamar Jackson conversation because I don't give a rat's ass if somebody mm-hmm. is at OTAs or not. I as I said all along, do I think it can hurt? Nope, I don't. I don't think it hurts that someone shows up. Do I think that it helps? Eh, I think that's wildly overblown. I I don't think there's any uh I let Florio come on yesterday and rage about the fact that hey, Matt Mahomes showed up for OTAs last year and Aaron Rodgers didn't. Okay, true. But now go back and do all the rest of the years and tell me with with certainty that the only quarterbacks that win Super Bowls are the guys that show up for OTAs because somehow OTAs are what makes the difference. Do I think it's a good thing that he's there? Yes. I, I, I mean, I do. I certainly don't think it's a bad thing, but I sure as F wouldn't care if he wasn't. Where are you with this entire thing?
7: Right next to you. Yeah. You know? Standing right next to you uh, because I have not lost a, a second of sleep about the fact that he missed voluntary football school. That, to be honest, I think it just came out of nowhere. You know, it it, it came the football school thing just kind of just popped up, and so I didn't expect him to be there. But I see people were upset about that. He misses the first day of OTAs again. Who cares? Because uh, he's there today. You know, what's funny, Glenn? Because you mentioned. People like Florio bringing up Mahomes and other people will continue to bring up all these guys that are at OTAs. People don't understand. Like you said, A, it doesn't guarantee a Super Bowl because if it did, Lamar would have multiple Man. because he's been to multiple OTAs. You know, last year was the only time he missed it. And other, every other year before that, he's been there. So I, I figured he'd be there this year. Um, I, I I expected him to be there, but – Look like you, you know, it's great if he's there because, you know, there are a lot of reasons for him to be there, but I'm also not losing any sleep about him not being there at all. Look, Mark Andrews isn't there. Is anybody going to convince me that Mark Andrews isn't locked in when he does show up? I don't think so. J.K. Dobbins, who's entering the most pivotal year Mm -hmm. of his career to this point, isn't there either. He may be there today, but he wasn't there Monday. So, you know, I I, don't, I think it's just the optics. Sure, I'll give people that. The optics may not look that great because he did just get his contract and people are like, well, where is he now? I could get with that. But let's not pretend like uh, this, him not being there is damning the season. It's not. It's right. just giving people to talk about, gives giving people something to talk about, and maybe because in all actuality there is nothing to talk
0: yeah, about. Yeah, you're bored, right? Correct. You're bored. You want there to be football to talk about. There's no football to talk about. Right. So let's let's try to pretend like there's some sort of controversy that doesn't exist, and I, that's the way it goes. Um, that being said, I guess there is the question of like, do we do we need to see where Lamar is as far as are we convinced? that the injury is no longer a part of the conversation, that he is definitely 100% good to go. Like, is is there an interesting part of that for us to learn over the course of the next few weeks?
7: Not really for me. The injury happened a while ago. And, you know, the last time we talked to Lamar, who actually will be speaking today, it sounds like, um, but the last time we talked to him after he signed his new deal, he said he had been cleared for a couple of weeks um, to – Resume all football activity. So I think he's probably good to go right now. I'm I'm kind of expecting him to come out. You know, like remember last year he didn't show up to OTAs and when he showed up to mini camp, he was very sharp. He he was he was very sharp and and you could see the difference in the offense once he showed up out there. Um, so that's kind of what I'm expecting today. I'm I'm kind of expecting it to be business as usual. There will be hiccups because it's May and you know they're learning a new system and this is just a part of the off-season training but yeah I, in, in terms of his health and injury I, I, I think he's probably good to go right now
4: all
0: right so now as someone who's got to cover these cuz i have the i have the delight of not having to do this anymore in my life <laughs> i don't have to pretend like any of this matters as someone who does have the responsibility where you have to cover these things what do you actually think you could learn what what is interesting <laughs> to you when you go out to watch the ravens run around in otas
7: well I, considering that this is a new offensive scheme i am curious to see what it looks like I'm, I'm curious to see if we're going to get and i don't doubt that we will but i want to see what it looks like some of the things that todd monken mentioned uh spacing um uh tempo you know uh i want to see where he's lining guys up I want to see the creativity in some of the things that they're doing out there, especially in the red zone drills, because I think that's where they have to take a huge step forward. They have to be – you go back to 2019, they were so dominant in the red zone, and it's, it's escaped them ever since then, to be honest. So um, I want to see the creativity on the offense. I want to see guys like Zay Flowers being able to get the ball – In isolation situations, being able to get the ball in space to be able to make a guy miss, you know, and and make make something happen after the catch. Obviously, it'll be tough to see what they are able to do in the full scale of things because you know it'll be limited to no contact right now, no contact actually during this portion. Um, So I'm I'm just trying to get a feel for the 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 way that they line up, some of the route schemes that they're doing. Mm -hmm. To see how it'll translate as the season goes on, because the last few years their offense has, but it's kind of as the year goes on, it, it's like slowly dying. So I want to see if this is an offense that can sustain not just the regular season but the postseason as well.
0: The only thing that like to me, and I don't even know who all is like, so I'm I'm saying this, and it's probably more relevant for training camp than it is for right now. I would be a little bit interested in sort of who's out there in the secondary. I'm assuming that Rocky scene is here to start because like, you know, who the hell else would be here to start. Um, But is there a world in which, you know, you're lining up and and you've got all sorts of confidence in Jalen armor Davis for whatever reason, like that's the only area where it seems like there's a question about like, you know, personnel wise. I, I mean, I guess, you could say defensive line, but I think we're just assuming they're going to rotate through all those guys this season, so it kind of doesn't matter um, who's necessarily the first out there. But as far as starters are concerned, that would seem to be the one area to me where there might be a little bit of interest.
7: Yeah, and, I mean, and especially at the safety spot for me, um, because where's Kyle Hamilton lining up majority of the time? Harbaugh said that they wanted to get him back at the safety, right. at a traditional safety spot, right. but I don't know if that's going to be able to happen this year. And Really, once we talked to Harbaugh at the uh, rookie minicamp, he said Brandon Stevens, who yeah, last safety, year, remember, right. they said he was more cornerback safety. This year now he's safety slash corner again. So how much is Brandon Stevens in the back, in the back of the defense this year with uh, Marcus Williams and and uh, Kyle Hamilton back in that nickel spot? I, I, I do wonder how much they're going to blend that in. So, yeah, I am curious about the rotation and the secondary for sure. And Jalen Armour-Davis, you know him and Pepe Williams, I think that they are still going to be in a rotation Armor Davis, I think he is very intriguing to them, like the injuries aside that's that's definitely a problem, and even production at the point of point last year, especially in that New England game where he got benched, but I think that he is still intriguing because you look at him, he has the metrics to be able to play uh each and every Sunday if can he stay on the field so last year he struggled to just stay to make it through practices you know health-wise so can he do that again this year if he can I think he can get himself a spot in the rotation
0: hey I want to play would you rather Wednesday with you but let me let me squeeze in one just Orioles related that obviously was brutal last night there's no doubt about it yeah um and I just don't know that there's a big picture like I I, I I think that what's really happening Cordell is that like the games matter so much that we've created more emotion related to every single game, which is obviously a wonderful thing to experience in comparison to when the games didn't matter whatsoever. But, you know, I don't think there's... Felix Batista hung a bad pitch. It was terrible. It was unconscionable, right. the pitch that he threw in that situation. I, in, in a The worst closer in baseball shouldn't make that pitch. More or less one of the best closers in all of baseball. I don't think that leads to a conversation about roles, anything along those lines. I think it's just... One game, one pitch, you want to have it back, you shake it off, you hope you get the opportunity to put him back out there in the ninth inning tonight and have him move on from it, right? It's...
7: Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ready to do any role changes. Is, you know, like you said, it was a, it was a terrible pitch. I, I, to me, I think the decision really needs to come into play. All, are you even pitching to him in that moment of the game? Aaron Judge has, has bitten the Orioles way too many times. You remember earlier in the year he he hurt the Orioles in camp, at Camden Yards. And they had an opportunity to where, you know, I'm sitting there like they should walk them. And they did the same thing with Otani the other day. You know, when, uh, I think the first game of that series, where Otani is about to hit for the cycle. It's like, it's no shame in trying to avoid these types of players in that moment of the game. If you're really, if it's really about winning, yep. it's no shame in trying to avoid those guys. Yep. They're, they're great. We're talking about the best players in the league. So, you know, I'm I, and, and you avoid them because even though as, as, as Felix Batista is, is as great as he is, he's still human. And he can make a mistake pitch. And you saw it last night, and you see what happens when you throw a mistake pitch to a guy like Judge yep. or you throw a mistake pitch to a guy like Otani. You just can't do it in that moment of the game. And, you know, I, I'm not ready to do any type of role switches, but the Orioles are in a unique situation to where you know they have the options to kind of just flip flop he and Cano whenever they see fit. So even if they did decide, you know what, maybe we want tonight to have Felix be the setup guy and Cano close us out. Like I think that I think that they, they could do that on an every other type of situation if they wanted to. I wouldn't lose any sleep about it as long as it right. works. But if we're, if we're talking about going forward, I'm not ready to say that Batista can't be the closer. It's anymore. funny, he's it's- too good.
0: Cordell, I made the argument for that. Like, hey, look at the guys that are in the lineup, and if the part right. of the lineup that's coming up that you just see that Batista dominates those guys, well, then put them in, in the eighth inning, right, use them that way. Right. But I right. had Ben Verlander make the argument back for me that for whatever reason, you can do that with your eighth. your eighth inning guy can be used at any point in the game. And I said right. last week that in the fourth inning of the game against the Angels, that's when Cano should have been in the game because the game was at stake in the fourth inning. Uh, when Grayson Rodriguez was in trouble in game one of that series. You can do that with your eighth inning guy, but he made the argument that your ninth inning guy, you you can't do that to them without it coming off like a demotion. And right. you don't mess with that until you're confident that they're no longer that guy. And I can't prove that. I don't have any statistics that back it up, but it sounds so smart to me that I've said, no, no, no. Why? You know what? Like. <laughs> I I think there's something to be said for that. Like, once you're in the eighth inning role, you're the leverage guy. So if the leverage moment is in the fourth inning, the fifth inning, or, you know, heck, Cano's not going to pitch tonight because he went two innings last night. If Batista pitches the ninth inning tonight, then he's not going to be available tomorrow. Cano becomes your ninth inning guy tomorrow, right, if you get into that situation. He can handle that. But for Batista, once you become the closer, once you become that guy, I don't mess with it any longer. Like I'm just he's your ninth inning guy. Use him that way and use Cano. Like I the bigger problem I had last night was in the fifth inning, why are you why do you feel the need to have Kyle Bradish work his way through that? You were clearly willing to do extreme things with your bullpen last night. You let Cano pitch for two innings. Why not go get Bradish when he's in trouble and say this third time through the order is not working out? Let's get out of this inning, reset, hope that Givens can give us two. In the you know the the the, the sixth and the seventh, I, I I just it's a weird sort of obsession with letting these starters work out of trouble when the game. I get it, like I don't want to have I don't want to go into a game and say I need five innings out of my bullpen tonight. But if that's what it requires to win a game, I, I am not going to be bullish about having to have the starter go through another inning.
7: And I think that's the balance Brandon Hyde is fighting because you know he's got one of the more taxed bullpens in the league. No question. So you know you you'll hear people say. Well, they're taxed because he's going out there to get the starters as soon as they get into trouble, and and then in the, it's a situation last night to so where it's like, okay, he's trying to let Bradish work through it, but it doesn't necessarily end up working, and it, and it comes back to bite him. So I think that's just the decisions you have to live with as a manager. Um, you I think it's kind of a uh, it should be based on a player by player basis because I'm not letting being Kramer work himself out of trouble too often. Mm-hmm. I don't I, because once the once the dam breaks, it's over in the situations where he's in, in those right. types of scenarios. Bradish, similar. Not as bad to me as as Kramer can be when he gets into trouble, but similar. And we've seen it with Grayson as well. I mean they and that's why I still believe they need a veteran pitcher in this
0: one. No location. question. No because
7: question. as good of these, as these as these guys have been as of late, you know, they're still young. They're still figuring it out figuring it out on the fly, and the Orioles right now, to me, I, I'm buying in that they are at no less than a playoff team. Yep. So if you're going to get to the playoffs, you're going to need to have somebody that's navigated through that territory before, somebody that's been there before. And they, you know, I again they've got a couple of veteran guys on this roster, but they need somebody that, you know, that they can trust, not only just for the regular season, but for the most important time of the year, which is October.
0: All right, Cordell, I'm going to have you play Would You Rather Wednesday because you're with us today. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Birdland Sports. Uh, I, I'm guessing or you're not, you don't watch Succession by chance, do you, Cordell? I don't. Okay, that's fine. I got three for you anyway. All right, number one, would you rather. Now, again, do not tell me, I don't think the Man- Angels would make this trade. This is a game. Would you rather. And I ran it through MLB trade values and made it work. The Orioles, <laughs> the Orioles deal. Austin Hayes, D.L. Hall, and Connor Norby for a Shohei Ohtani rental or, as fun as that sounds, a rental still doesn't make sense for this team right now and you shouldn't do it.
7: I'd do it. I would do it. I would do it. If, if, for, obviously, the on-field situation because you instantly become a content, like a legit contender if Shohei Ohtani because that fixes your starting pitching problem and it gives you a bona fide stud in your lineup, another one. I would say that, that if adding Otani to the lineup gives me at least three guys in my lineup that I know for a fact are going to make an impact on the game every night, that's him, Adley, and Mullins. Um, I'm doing it regardless of whether it's a rental or not, right. to be honest with you right. and, 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 I, and I think from the business standpoint, yeah, even if it is a rental, you can't
0: tell me ticket prices wouldn't have like a 200% no, yeah, increase it'd be, it'd if Otani It would be, be absurd. By the way, the bigger pro- oh, those of you that are arguing with me about the cost of the trade, the, the part that you're ignoring is the Angels are 27 and 23. There's absolutely zero reason to think that they're looking to move Shohei Otani at the moment. But we spare that. It's right. Would You Rather Wednesday. Number two, would you rather have the career of Carmelo Anthony, three gold medals, certain first ballot Hall of Famer, but never an NBA title, or the career of Kyle Lowry, who will almost certainly end up in the Hall of Fame with one gold medal, one title for now, maybe another one this season?
7: Wow, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, What do I value more, personal accolades or championships? Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, that's that's really what it boils down to. I would would still say probably Melo just because his impact on the game will be felt more than Kyle Lowry's impact. Um, I think when 20 years from now people will remember Carmelo Anthony before they remember Kyle Lowry. and that to me would be more impactful. I, I, I'm As big as I am on rings, it's not the end-all, be-all. My favorite player of all time is Allen Iverson, who never won a ring. So I'm not a part of this ring culture that thinks that if you don't win a ring, you're not a great player. Uh, I I would have to take Mellow.
0: And then number three, would you – see, I don't know how how much you care about these things. It's a Memorial Day weekend, so it's a big cookout weekend. Okay. Would you rather a health problem causes you to never be able to eat hot dogs or sausages ever again in your life or a health problem causes you to never again be able to eat corn on the cob or any other corn for the rest of your life?
7: Uh, I love me some corn on the cob. I love corn in general, but I'm going to have to take the corn one because I-, I can't go to a cookout and not get a hot dog. I mean, mm, come on. I mean, mm. and and I-, and I I love the you know the the sausage links for breakfast and stuff like maple sausage and stuff. So yeah, I- I- if I couldn't eat like sausage or bacon or something like that, I I'd, I'd be insufferable. So yeah, I- I'll lose. Well, the you can corn. still have
0: bacon. I didn't take bacon off the table by any stretch okay. of the imagination. I just what said even- specifically. I- I- I just said specifically hot dogs and sausages, so I, okay. I wouldn't even take breakfast sausages off the list. Although, yes, I'm getting very specific. What would this health scenario be that would prevent one? But deal with it. It's a game. We're playing a game here. I'm not taking breakfast sausage off the table either.
7: Yeah, I, e- even losing hot dogs. I can't go to a cookout and not All get right. a hot dog. I, All I, I, I'll lose out on the corn.
0: At Cordell Woodland, wo- sorry, Cordell Woodland on Twitter is how you <laughs> follow him. Uh, and when we hear in you the rest of the week, man.
7: Uh, I'll be on, actually, the rest of the week. I'll be on tonight. Thanks to the Lakers getting swept, uh, I'll be on from 7 to 9. So 7 to 9 tonight, 7 and eight to 8 tomorrow, and then I believe 7 to 9 on Friday. as well.
0: Very good. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for hopping on with us. We'll talk soon, all right?
7: Yes, sir. I'll talk to you.
0: Cordell Woodland, 105.7 The Fan, with us here on GCR. All right, uh, quickly, let's go over our answers for Would You Rather Wednesday. Again, the trade that I came up with with MLB trade values. I get it. I understand the response. It's part of the reason why I went ahead and did it.
1: Uh, Yeah, throw in Ryan McKenna, too. Okay. And uh, Again, you're not going to throw
0: in Ryan McKenna. <laughs> and, uh, you yeah, don't get to yeah, do that. I'm, I'm ready. You're making the trade. I'm in a weird place because, like, it's such a... It's a, re- it's the, such the, a re- the
1: calculator's broken, by the way. I mean...
0: Well, no, the calculator's not broken. It's a rental player. That's the reality. You're only getting a couple of months of Otani. That's the part that you don't want to... Everybody wants to just see Otani, and that's all you want to think about. You don't want to consider the other side of it. I don't... I, I do think most people are right that you're going to be able to get more for Otani if you ultimately trade Otani. I think that's probably true. But remember what the trade was that got Manny Machado for a rental. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. You got Dean Kramer. You couldn't even get Gavin Lux in that deal. Dustin May was almost in it, right? Yeah, there was conversation about Dustin May. They said nope. Nothing. Zip. We we gotta remember that rental players are still rental players, even when they're Shohei Otani. It's it's a very difficult thing for me. Because I'm the guy that says you can't make a rental, pl- you can't trade for a rental player this year. It just it n- makes no sense. But then you say, but what if it was Shohei Otani? Do I really think that you're Shohei Otani away from winning a World Series? No. But I can create a scenario where, and it's why this was so intriguing to me as I was building the trade. Well, you could live without these guys. It's almost
1: like you're trading for Colton Cowser too, because once you ship out McKenna, right. you have to call up Cowser. Cowser
0: goes into the mix. You're you're not getting rid of McKenna. Stop trying to get rid of McKenna. Stop it. You're doing a bit um you you're like i could live i could survive it's not the end of the world until you know again d.l hall goes somewhere else and turns out to be kevin Gosman, right like until then you're like wow we, you know we didn't really get anything for well, our kevin Gosman wasn't kevin
1: Gosman until i understand I that he became kevin.
0: just shut up for a second <laughs> jesus christ um it's exciting it seems like it's worth doing I still can't do it, and I'm ba- basically the only one. I'm basically the only person. I mean, you're, I can't, I you're can't, crazy. I, I can't acquire I mean, a rental player. I can't give up anything for a but rental he is player
1: right now. The, uh, he's, he's the offensive MVP I and understand the Cy Young, Young Griffin. in one. He's
0: still here. for You either have he to win a the World Series. He becomes the best bat and the best is, pitcher on the team. Thank you. What is the point if you don't win a World Series? I mean, I guess
1: you, I mean, he gives you – Gives us a much better chance of what? Of winning
0: a World Series. Understand that. I don't think you're a Shohei Otani away from winning a World Series. I don't. I, if I some people
1: think we can win the World Series with this
0: roster. I understand <laughs> that. I Trevor Plouffe was talking about that.
1: <laughs> we try
0: him. Did he? What happened with that? Working on it. All right, I mean? all right. Very good. Um, number two. Uh, would you rather? Carmelo Anthony or Kyle Lowry. Um I mean yeah definitely Melo I think. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a more f- I think it's easy to say that because he's more famous. Is Lowry a Hall of Famer? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. I I like it, and it's something that it, again. I had to go there's the um the I think it's Basketball Insiders does the predictor and they had him at like eighty six. Like it's a near certainty that he's like in the all Hall time. Of like no, like they they have a like oh, oh the, a, score, 100, the score okay they, so. like an out of a hundred. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, they only had Carmelo at like a ninety three or something like that. They only had Kyle Lowry seven points behind Carmelo, which is kind of wild. Um, no, I, I like and I did I, like again. That was sort of surprising to me as I looked at it. I was like, really? But that's the you got to look at who gets into the Hall of Fame because the standard is there's there's not as many players. In the NBA, as there are in other yeah. leagues, like you're a six-time All-Star that won an NBA title and a gold medal, you're you, you kind of in at that point. Like that's the way that it works.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I still lean Mellow, uh, definitely, just because. I mean, I he think had the more it seems like he had a more fun career. I guess I don't know if the did he
0: though? I like mean, he was more famous. I think that's I the guess part it that comes we're down. With. Yeah, it comes down to like, more do you
1: want to be famous or do you just want to be, you know, kind of a like, little bit fly under the radar.
0: I I understand Cordell's point that it's not as simple as titles or nothing, right? Like, it doesn't invalidate Allen Iverson's career that he never won a title. But, again, like, if the difference is you're going to be a Hall of Famer one way or the other, there's nothing – like, the only thing that Carmelo did that Kyle Lowry didn't do is win an NCAA title, right? Like, and I'm not saying that's nothing. That's significant. Yeah, I mean, that's He he won a – Kyle Lowry got a gold medal and an NBA title. Like, he tasted all of that. Now, did he carry a team – To one of those things? No. Carmelo didn't either. (laughs) He only carried a team to an NCAA title. It's a tough thing where, like, I I know why, and it's been split. It's been more Mellow than Lowry, but it feels like it's more, but to what Cordell's point was, his cultural relevance, that he's more famous than Kyle Lowry is, so we just say that's the answer. But would Carmelo say, I would give it up to have won a championship? I, I don't That's know. A good question. I don't know. Like it'd be yeah. interesting to ask him that question. Like, would you have, w- like, if you got to keep a gold medal on, like yeah. Would you give up the other couple of gold medals and the scoring title and some of your cultural relevance in order to have won an NBA title? Somebody brought up the fact that, like, you don't ignore that Kyle Lowry is beloved in an entire country. Like, he has an, a, an entire country where he is an icon and a hero oh, with Toronto. Yeah, yeah right. Like. I don't know how much that would matter to yeah. me if I wasn't planning on going back and living in Toronto. Like if I was planning on going back and living in Toronto, that's probably a deal. Yeah, I mean, deal. that's the thing. Like I mean, Kyle like,
1: Lowry, whenever he, I, I I was gonna say retire. I don't. I didn't want to say fizzles out of the league. I guess. Right. But but whenever he retires, I mean, he's gonna be qu- pretty quickly forgotten. I kind of feel like I mean, unless, I don't he, goes know what TV, unless means. he goes on TV, unless he like, goes on TV, what do you mean and, forgotten? I don't know. I mean, he's not gonna be when when we're doing NBA tidbits. He's never gonna be an answer.
0: No, probably not, but I don't yeah. know if that's what, like, like will be. boy, gee, gosh, golly, <laughs> going to be a real shame that I don't get brought up on the tidbit on Glenn Clark Radio. All I got to do is, like, look at my championship ring or ring. Well, the,
1: the answer is instead. mellow. The answer is mellow. Number
0: three. Um, What was number three again? A,
1: a corner. or a i Oh, uh, I'm, I'm with Cordell. I, I mean, a hot dog at the cookout. I,
0: this is my problem with this answer, ah. and by the way, somebody gave the correct answer as, well, oh, we got to grab a break. Oh, God, we're so far behind. Um We have to take two more breaks, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, Patrick, my colon would thank me for giving up sausages and hot dogs. There are plenty of other meats. Nothing like grilled sweet corn covered in butter and Old Bay. Now, I actually don't even put butter on it. I just put Old Bay on it, but I get it. It spreads better if you put butter on it, too. You can't replicate that. You can't say, well, I'll just eat zucchini. It's not the same thing. I still get popcorn. What do you mean? I still get popcorn. Yeah, corn on the cob was the... Yeah, uh, corn on the cob or off the cob. Like, you can't cheat your way around, you know, finding... Somebody would be like, well, I'll just cut it off the cob, and then I won't... No, that was my point. Like, you can't do that. Um, you can, I can have a burger. I can have some chicken off the grill and have a wonderful time. Now, I love sausage. Go ahead. You can isolate it and put I don't care. I'm a sausage man. Yeah. I love sausage. But I can have other things off the grill and have a wonderful time. I can't replicate the joy of sitting down and having sweet corn slathered in an Old Bay. That can't be recreated in any other sort of way. So, as much as it's going to suck, because as I just said, I love sausage. I can't give up. I can't give up corn. I can't do it. I can't do it. There's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. God, the number of years of corn I'm going to consume this summer—no fewer than fifty. No fewer than fifty. So you say
1: in ten years when I'm when I'm fifty, what is the corn going to kill you? No, you I think don't think so. You make fifty. What? You know, is, the, is the corn going to kill you?
0: Why would corn kill
1: me? I don't know. I mean, you just said you're going to eat 50 years worth of corn. No, 50 ears. Oh,
0: ears, ears. of corn. Are we taking a break? Greg Rosenthal next. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
3: What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more. We do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com.
6: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson looks at the pipeline of talent still to come for the Orioles. Diving in on last year's number one pick, Jackson Holiday, and other top prospects like Colton Kowser, Heston Kerstad, Kobe Mayo, and more. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles Orioles pitcher Kyle Gibson. And Bo Smolka breaks down what progress would mean for the team's 2022 draft picks in their second pro season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farms, Stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at pressboxonline.com.
4: The All-America Senior Game, powered by New Balance, will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com.
6: Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get, so get your crab eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only
4: models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com
5: for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR. 50, 50 years of corn. 50
0: years. That's my guy. That's my guy, Griffin. Today's show brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. PressBox is offering new sports bettors the best sign-up bonuses and promos from seven legal online sportsbooks. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers now and get offers from like $150 in bonus bets from DraftKings after placing your first $10 bet. or up to $1,250 in bonus bets from Caesars. Time is limited to get the best offers from all of the sportsbooks. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers and sign up today. He is our friend Greg Rosenthal, NFL Network, NFL.com, and most importantly from the, I guess, probably former podcast, Courts of Thunder, and he's back with us now here on GCR. What's going on, bud? How are you?
8: It's good. I miss you, bud. I miss you too, pal.
0: I, like, I'm in a weird place where I know that I don't really have the time to do this either, but I just kind of like hanging out with you and talking tennis. So like <laughs> I, I am still at some point next week going to bug you again and be like, let's just do it! Let's just sit down and talk. Maybe about
8: maybe, it. maybe we will do a, a little dra- uh, draw preview. I I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't want to annoy my uh, family too much I talking understand. about tennis. So it does help to talk about it with you. Uh, to take <laughs> up the time.
0: Um. All right. So I'm in a weird place because this, with Rafael Nadal not there, this seemed to be time for the coronation of Carlos Alcaraz, future you know twenty time French Open winner. But, I mean, I I have no idea what to make of him losing the way that he did last week. I still think, obviously, he's the betting favorite, and I still think he's the guy to beat, but, you know, Novak Djokovic isn't dead. Like, I I don't know what to make of who should be the actual favorite going into the French Open.
8: Yeah, I have a hard time accepting anyone being the favorite over Novak Djokovic when he's not dealing with an injury. And, you know, for listeners who probably aren't as in the weeds as us. Djokovic has come back from his injury. He's played in the clay season. He's taken a, cu- a couple tough uh, losses. He also didn't make it very far in Rome. And so he doesn't seem informed, but doesn't he do this every time? It isn't this best out of five. It is fun though, to me that it feels a little more open. Daniel Medvedev just won his first big clay court title. Mm-hmm. There's Alcaraz. You never know if a 5th uh could pop up. Uh, Holger Runa is the one that beat Djokovic yep. in Rome and has been playing really well. It does feel like there's five or six legitimate contenders, which is which is a nice difference. And, but Alcaraz uh, and Djokovic to me are still the two heavy favorites.
0: Yeah, they're still the two heavy favorites. And I look, I am still convinced. I, I just the Alcaraz thing is so weird because this again should be his moment. I, I don't know if I should over you know concern myself with one loss on clay like you it, it this there's mm-hmm. not going to be another Raffi on the doll ever like it's not going to work that way where someone is just unbeatable on a particular surface but damn did it not make sense it it just really really screwed with me the way that that played out and what it might mean well, for where Alcarez. can I push
8: back on you on that a little bit like first of all Alcaraz is what is he 19 pillars or he 20 I think he's 20 now he's one he's 20 now. Right? He's one, yeah. he's 20 now. He is number one in the world. That is incredible. Yes, Since he came back from his injury um, where he missed some time early in the year, he has been the best player in the world. He did win a big clay court title in Madrid. And the way they changed the schedule this year where it's two weeks at a time uh, for each of these tournaments, which I do not like at all, but that, that's a boring other topic. It seemed like a lot of the players were out of gas for the second tournament that did well in the first tournament. It's just such a long period. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about uh, the one loss that he has, he has been playing well. But the other thing, you know, you're saying you, he can't be another adult. I don't know that he's any better on clay than he is on, on hard court. That's right fair. now, actually, by, by results, he might be better on hard court than he's been on clay. He's good on everything.
0: That's fair. You're not wrong about that. I just, my God, I don't know. It seemed like we were going to be setting up for Carlos Alcaraz to be that guy on clay, too. Um, uh, another, what other storylines? You mentioned Rune. Like, to me, Rune is a huge storyline going into the French, right? Like, this is a dude that has shown up in a big way. Um, yes, he lost to Medvedev, but I, like, I, I think you have to start believing in him as being a guy that's ready to break through.
8: He has a 7-2 record versus top five players in his career. That's
0: nuts. I didn't even know that.
8: That's <laughs> nuts. Outrageous. And, and, it's, and it's not against like, oh, he snuck in a couple against a struggling boss, although there probably is one or two in there. Uh, he beat Djokovic twice. Um, he beat Nadal. I I don't has he played Alcaraz. I don't even know. But like he's 19 years old and he's a punk, and I don't really like him that much. But I think he's going to be good for tennis because he he feels like a very natural uh, villain and personality uh, that's kind of like annoy everyone, especially Djokovic.
0: So apparently they <laughs> played in Paris last year in the in the not in the obviously in the French and he won the first set, and then they were going to a second set tiebreak, and that's when Alcaraz retired. And I don't remember that. I don't mm. remember what the story was of
8: that. Yeah, well, that was the tournament where Runa went through Djokovic, I believe Nadal, and maybe Nadal wasn't there, and Alcaraz in the same tournament. I mean, he is a big game hunter. Like, he, he's made – he won one big clay court tournament this year. He lost in the final of Stukar. He made it to the final of Rome. So, uh, he, he's – like, he's got the mentality that I think some of these other would-be contenders like Sitsipas Zverev is out of the mix now, even like a Taylor Fritz. I don't know if they have that championship kind of dog in them, to be cliche. And uh, Holger Runa appears to have that in his in his unshaven, like, he can't even grow facial hair, like Danish face. He's still got that. <laughs> so funny.
0: That's so funny. Um, on, on the women. It's true, though. He like, looks like a kid. All right, there's no doubt. On the women's side, you know, this is where we go. It like, it feels, as long as Fiontech is healthy after her... Like, I get it. Rabacchina followed up uh, the run to the Australian Open final by winning in Rome. And it feels like she's having a moment. But she didn't actually have to beat Fiontech in order to do it. I would still think that Iga is the player to beat going into the French Open.
8: Right. To me, she's always been the best um, comparison for Nadal uh, that I've seen. Emerging tennis just because A, she, uh, you know, says as much. She basically patterns herself after Nadal. She's got the big top spin for it. And then B, she's just unbeatable on clay. I mean, she has like four losses in the last three years on clay. And one of them, as you mentioned, was in the final just uh, last week where she retired in the middle of the third set. But but women's tennis, and I'm sure people aren't paying that close attention, has really changed this year. I mean, we sort of – we were looking for stability at the top, and we have it right now. It is very much a Iga Sabalenka, and Elena Rybakina, world, those three have really separated from the pack and are piling up huge point totals and have basically been in the finals of every big right. tournament uh, right. or semifinals. So it's those three women, and that's a little different than, than women's tennis has been lately.
0: No, no, it's been far more, um, there's been far more parity within the women's game. But You're right. There is a bit of a separation here. Is there another storyline that interests you? Obviously, I'm interested in just, you know, watching Palo Badosa play tennis whenever I can. But is there even <laughs> another interesting storyline to you on the women's side?
8: Well, I just think from an American perspective, Lacoco Goff has not had like an amazing no. year. Um, uh, I think she should be able to play well on clay. She has been. And I do think if she gets the right draw, she's a big match player. Uh, Jesse Pagula, um, still ranked in the top five right now, I believe is having a solid year. Like can she break through Uh, having two Americans in the top, you know, six or seven players should not be taken for granted. It's just, they seem uh, a tick below those top, top women as real contenders.
0: I agree with that. And, boy, we were feeling like there was a moment coming for American men last year. Like, really, it did feel like there was a true sort of change.
8: And then, it's kind of happening. It's kind of.
0: Is it, though? Like, is it, Greg? Is there really an American man that you're feeling anything about going into a Grand Slam right now?
8: Well, not the French. And the Americans in general are generally bad played. No. Uh, it's the worst service. Um, no, I guess what the American men have done is they sort of like up their level where it's like, okay, these are guys that are going to get to big quarterfinals and maybe some big semifinals. Whereas, you know, for the five years previously, like there just wasn't anyone doing second anything. Week, right. Um, but they're not, they're not really getting into the, the meat of, uh, winning the Grand Slam tournament, certainly on play. So this, I think it could happen in, at the U S open. Um, Francis actually, I think has had a pretty good year and wouldn't surprise me. If he made a little bit of a run, Francis Tiafo, But at this tournament, no one's like a real contender. No, not at all. All right. Um, I, look, come on. You sound so down. Taylor Fritz is playing like a, a quarterfinal and Rabat right now. You know he's only 25 years old.
0: I understand, but I don't. I just don't see it, man. Like I, I, I see it in fleeting seconds. And maybe we're going to get through grass courts and they'll start playing a little bit better and then we'll get to the summer and the tournaments in America and there'll be a guy or two that builds up some momentum. And look, in no world did I see Francis's run coming last year, right? Like, I absolutely did not see that playing out the way that it did to the point where he legitimately – that's the crazy part about it is he legitimately had a chance to win the U.S. Open. It's not like when John Isner mm. made a semifinal and you're like, okay, cool, like neat i mean like he legitimately had an opportunity to win the u.s open when we got to the final days so i understand that, that, that a lot can change over the course of the next couple of months but i am not the excitement that i was feeling and i was trying to sell myself on i'm right back off now like this, yeah. this year has okay not... that's
8: fine that's why that's that's why tennis is fun you can root for uh people from other countries i really uh with, with naomi gone i've um, i've really sort of adopted in i'm not living and dying but I've adopted Iga, and uh, it's nice to root for, like, a winner. You know, I keep okay. rooting for these players that don't win a lot. She wins a lot.
0: And I don't – this is the funny part, like, I, I, for people that don't follow uh, the podcast, and shame on you because it was the – I don't know if you guys heard it. It was, like, literally the number one podcast in all of Croatia. So, I mean, just give it a little bit more respect. Uh, actually, where did we do – I think the Dominican. We were, number, we were the number one sports podcast in the Dominican Republic for reasons. Like, who knows? Uh, even better than that that terrible podcast around the NFL. Like they, Those guys stink mm. in comparison. Um, but no, I I like I'm an Alcaraz guy because he's so bloody yeah. fun to watch. I don't know that I'm yeah. like a Diet in the wool fan as much as it's just I know I get to sit down and watch Carlos Alcaraz play tennis today, and that's going to give me joy the way that, you know, before we – sort of thought that Aaron Rodgers was maybe a bad person watching Aaron Rodgers play football on a Sunday even though I didn't give a rat's ass about the Packers gave me joy because it was going to be a fun experience or I'd say the way that like watching Jimmy Butler play basketball the last couple of months has given me joy despite the fact that I don't care I, about
8: his team as a Celtics fans I'm, I'm not enjoying All that right, right now yeah. although I'm having a little, yeah. I'm, I'm daring to have a little bit of hope this morning
0: I was talking uh, about that earlier I don't I think it's non-zero it's so much more unique than another team like because you get to go back home after you won game four whereas in most scenarios a team yep. that won the first three games would be you know they would be going back home now to clear out the to, to close out the series after losing game four I I, I can't ignore the possibility that it could happen, but um, unlike you, I am not. Really well,
8: not to mention they won 57 freaking games this year, and they made the NBA Finals this year, and they're like, on paper, their seventh best player is better than the Heat's third best player, but they have not been the better team, and, and they are not better coached, and they do not have the toughest best player. So I understand it probably won't happen, but it would not. I kind of expect them now to win this game five and at least bring it back to game six and make the heat a little tense.
0: Do you also watch The Town five times a week, or are you more only like a two-time-a-week viewer of The Town, Greg?
8: I've never seen The Town. <laughs> I should, though. I hear it's great. It's, I hear it's a great. good film, but
0: it is definitely not a film that I've watched five times in my life, nor <laughs> do I think that I would watch it. I don't think I've watched it a second time in my life, frankly, so I don't think it's something I need to do. Uh, I saw your AFC North thing floating around, and so I I, I dove into it. And I, the way it was positioned Great. by whoever runs social for uh, NFL was, is this the greatest like skill position set that Lamar Jackson has ever had? And to me, and then I read about what you wrote, and I, it is, right? Like There's kind of no debate about that. Of course. But that's, that has so much to do with what the bar is that we're talking about. I think the better question is, Is this combination of players enough to break through in a loaded murderer's row of an AFC right now? And I I think that's a far more relevant conversation to have.
8: Yeah, I think in a a best-case scenario, it absolutely is. I think they have more variance than most teams because you're not really sure what you're getting out of those top three receivers, Beckham, Bateman and and Flowers. I think I kind of know what I'm getting out of Bateman. You just got you got to see if he's healthy. Yep. Odell is a mystery. That could be great or it could be nothing. And Flowers wasn't my favorite guy. I do like him in the spot that he's in, which is to me a third or fourth receiver that you get. You know, you get him on the move, plays after the catch. But it's really Mark Andrews and, and Beckham and and Bateman. I think that would get even more targets. So it's a nice group. It's not as good an offensive line probably as they had. Uh, Back in 2018, like that's a high variance group. Lamar is kind of a high variance up and down quarterback, too. So uh, I think I think their offense is better than their defense on paper. I know they played great at the end of the year on paper last Mm -hmm. year um, on defense, but um, I I think the offense is good enough. Yes, to answer your question. I think they have a chance to be a top five, top eight offense. Uh, a lot of things have to go right, but I wouldn't even have said that they had a chance in the last couple of years.
0: No, I don't disagree with that. Like uh, Again, I, it's funny we say that because they were really good at running the football and that I, I don't know what to expect. Yes. To that. That's the hilarious part to me is now I look at it on the other side and say the pressure's kind of there. Like, how is my, What is my confidence level that they're going to be able to run the ball now? Which is such a weird thing to say about the Ravens' offense um you know we saw in moments jk dobbins is very much under a microscope right now we're like i i think that he's talented i think he's a good football player but the injuries have been such an issue that we haven't been able to see it consistently i I think that could end up truly being the difference in this offense as being you know to your point a a truly top offense this year is can jk dobbins get back that second gear can they get him involved as a pass catcher, which he's never done, not only in the NFL, he was barely a pass catcher in college. Mm. I think he had, like, two catches per game in college. His skill set says he should be good in that way, but yet we've never seen it, and I don't know that I can just assume it until he actually goes out and does it. It's...
8: Yeah, I'm, I'm very high on J.K. Dobbins this year. You know, someone I really trust, you know, compared him – to emmett smith to me once not not in like he's going to have that kind of career but in what makes him good and and i see that the vision like the instincts of where to go that are just very hard to teach like frank gore had that too like if you need to get three yards he can get you four and i i thought right. you saw that last year he just didn't have the juice like and i'm just hoping that a year further removed from that surgery that the juice is back, and when he has that, I think he's going to be a very consistent back. and And I know the offense is changing, but Lamar Jackson's still your quarterback. That Correct. is a huge advantage for your, yes. your running get your running back, your running game, and your coaches.
0: Um, are we gonna? Are, I I said earlier today when I turn, I'm 10 years away from 50. When I'm 50 years old, will there be kickoffs in the NFL?
8: No. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what I. Think. I mean, there's barely them now with this with this new rule. I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy about that's it. That's sort of but, what uh, I said.
0: Like, I, if you ask me in a vacuum, do I want there to be kickoffs or not, I would say, well, as somebody who's watched kickoffs, it's like part of what I've known for 40 years. Yeah, I would probably prefer that the sport have kickoffs because I'm used to it. Am I going to be angry if in three years that's, that's it? It's just over? Nah. Like, I, I just... I, how could I possibly right. get worked up about kickoffs no longer being a part? I, we have romantic feelings about very specific plays that occurred. You know, like in Baltimore, it just so happens to be the two Super Bowl wins involved really good kick returners. So there are some romantic feelings about it because mm. of it. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> like what, what? It's not the reason why we watch football. It's, it's just not like it, it absolutely feels like it's the start of getting to that. And I'm just I can't pretend like I'm going to care all that much when we do get to that point.
8: Wait, who who was there who was the who was making the big punt returns for who who was making those kick returns for the Ravens? So Come on. In the, Why the f- am I blanking It
0: was Jacoby Jones the last time and Jacoby Jones, That that the one. first one was uh Maryland legend Jermaine Lewis, who uh ran a kickback for a touchdown in Super Bowl
8: thirty five. So jacoby uh, jones man i mean uh he was exciting i as don't know hell. If they get there all the way without he made a couple plays made a couple big it's, plays <laughs> it's so funny we say that
0: because like jacoby jones everybody would say well he's all he was was a turner uh in that run to the super bowl he was nope, actually a hell no, of an he offensive play. player correct no doubt about it all right what else is going on in your world these days what are you up to what can i plug well, i'm some?
8: i'm banging out those projected starter series i'm writing right now the final series all all eight divisions will be up where I project the starters and kind of, you know, it's good prep and kind of good analysis at looking at all the different rosters. And, and I got to say, man, after going through it, guys, that AFC North is so it's good. Nuts,
0: isn't it? It's Every nuts. roster
8: makes sense. Like the Bengals, I think are my Super Bowl favorites, like just in terms of the way they built the roster. Um, but I really like the Ravens roster and I really like the Steelers and Browns rosters too. I'm not, sure about their quarterbacks totally mm-hmm. um but like they're really good like in a normal year i would look at all those teams in a vacuum and say no that's a like the steelers and browns i would look at them and say eh, that's, that's a nine or ten win team i'd look right. at the ravens and be like yeah that's a 10 win team 10 or 11 win team i look at the bengals and say like that, that's a super bowl contender i think the ravens are too and it's like but they're all in the same division and it just doesn't work that way And uh, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. They do have a good out-of-division schedule. And that's one thing that really struck me Doing this exercise, I think I think that's probably the best division in football.
0: I tend to agree with that, and it doesn't make life easy by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, <laughs> no. At Greg no. Rosenthal on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, let's let's try to do something at some point. I just I just like sitting around talking tennis with you, and I'm going to need somebody to talk to because I'm going to attempt to talk about it with my uh, sidekick here, Griffin, and he's going to look at me like I have six heads. Mm. So uh, actually, I know actually, if, if, but, but if you so even like
8: understand. tennis a little bit. Get get on board. It is very sad Rafi Nadal not playing. Yep. But Alcarez, uh, just pure box office might be even more entertaining than any men's player we've seen just, come since, since better, awesome. in, in my opinion. Just
0: awesome. All right. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll talk soon. <laughs> See ya. It's Greg Rosenthal, NFL Network, NFL.com. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll uh, poke around with Courts of Thunder at some point. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, pretty su- I'm pretty sure I have to pay for us to have the storage for the show. So uh. I'd like to keep doing it at some point or else it might be time to go ahead and stop doing that. Um, it was a fun idea. It was something we both really wanted to do. How long did you do it? You We did it for the better part of, two. I think it started in the pandemic and that oh, was okay. like everything started in the pandemic, right? Yeah. And so then from there, it was like, well, why not keep doing it, right? Like we were having so much fun doing it. And, there was, nothing that, there was nothing else we needed to do. And then we were like, oh, right, life, life returned. <laughs> and so it's not quite as easy in order to uh, make the time to do it. Like, it's impossible for us to do the Australian Open because it's the playoff season for him. Like, oh, it's the yeah, toughest yeah. time of the yeah. year. And the matches are happening. 3 a.m. Right. I can't. I can't. Qu- like I'm. G- I, we'd be talking about matches that we just simply hadn't watched. And that's not. Why would we do that? that's you're lying. Ugh. Like, I don't, I don't need to lie. Okay. Um, and then the, the U S open gets tough. Like we did, I think we did a preview episode last year. And then again for him, it's like the two week buildup, all the, to all the, the roster season. cuts are coming yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And then I've got my play by play season starting then. So we realized the French and the, in Wimbledon were like the two that we were like, well, we could do those, you know, consistently except that, you know, you want to go on vacation. This is the only time of year we get to see our family. So, Well it's just tricky.
1: tennis or the it's family?
0: Look, man, I, I like to try to find a way to do both. We, my wife and I were, we were in, where were we, oh, we were camping with her, we go camping with her father and her stepmother on the beach in Delaware. Oh, nice. And I don't even remember the name of the park. I don't remember what, it's one of the state parks that does, you know, beach camping. But they have a camper. Fen- and That's not Fenwick. Is it? I think it's no. not Fenwick. Um, no, it's further up. Oh, okay. I, I'm I, I'm not going to remember what state park it is. Okay. But the point of it is, we've done it a few times. And this particular year, my father-in-law and his wife said, "Hey, well, if you want, on Saturday, we'll just take the kids to the beach, and you guys can go explore. Like you can hop on the the ferry and." You know, take it over to Cape May if you want to go see Cape May. And, like, you know, we said, okay, cool, right? And, like, and actually, they're, uh, my wife's cousins, and then uh, there's, there's two kids. So, like, they go camping as well at the same time. So, like, the kids got to play with their cousins. It was neat. So we go to Cape May, and we're on the ferry, and my wife looks over, and she's like, are you really watching Wimbledon <laughs> right now while we're – it's just the two of us, and we get a day without the kids. And I was like – uh yeah yeah i am and it was i tried to do the fight it was ash barty against somebody in the wimbledon <laughs> women's final and i looked at her and i said she was like tr- literally thinking i'm just, that that asking me that question was going to get me to put my phone away which definitely wasn't <laughs> going to do so i had to get her hooked in somehow i was like i tell you what look at these two women pick one of them and we'll bet on them she was like what I'm like just look at them pick one and we'll bet money on them and now you'll care she said, "Okay," and I don't. I think she picked party. Thankfully, um, would you have ever ruled her or just no? I was gonna okay. because I wanted her. The point yeah. was for me to for get her, her to care. Right. Okay. The, it wasn't about. I didn't care about winning the bet. It was just about having her have a reason to care, so that I wouldn't get yelled at anymore. And then we went and found like a winery in Cape May, and mm-hmm. I was just watching the tennis match.
1: It is nice about Wimbledon because I feel like I'm always at the beach during whenever Wimbledon's going on too. So you just well, throw it, you know, on tennis in the morning or something. And it's.
0: It's a very difficult thing because. Um, Remember, I cared about like Sam Query for a day. Yeah, well, like, and they play on the Fourth of July. That's the yeah. bigger. That's the bigger problem for me is that people want to get together on the Fourth of July, and I'm like, right. but The thing is, <laughs> Wimbledon's in like. I kind of want to watch the tennis. second round. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of. I would prefer if we watched tennis than if we went outside. <laughs> like, I don't want to go outside today. <laughs> To watch tennis. That's why we gotta. I gotta figure out a way to get the uh, the outdoor setup at my house. Mm. I don't have enough trees to pull off like the outdoor. I I love the places where there's enough trees behind your house that you can create like the shaded gotcha. backyard oasis with patio like, patio and, furniture mm-hmm. and like at my house it would all just have cob. I I actually don't know how that works with furniture too. Where like it would just be cobwebs everywhere at my house. Like There's just no way to make comfortable furniture work outside. But you get the fire pit, you get the television screen, all of those things, and you create that little nice little backyard oasis. I would love to have that, but it's not really an option for me at my house. Hot tub. I just want to be rich, I think is what I just figured out. Right? Now. You're <sighs> almost there, right? No! Oh, Got to find something that I'm good at at some point. Well, I'm only 40. Tennis podcast. Keep going. <laughs> Correct. It was number one in the Dominican Republic. Exactly. I got an email one day and it was like listing how we performed in all of these countries. And we were the number one sports podcast in the Dominican. Wow. And I, I think I tweeted it out and was like, suck it, big poppy. Uh, um, and then we were number three in Serbia, which made sense. Like Novak Djokovic, like that actually made some sense. And we were like, it was just re- We were top 10 in all these very random countries. We had one of the top 10 sports podcasts in. in and Croatia or wherever it was. I was yeah, like, I mean, why? This is
1: you got to sell why? this back to Greg so you can. Well, I showed him, and he, I like,
0: he was also very excited about Serbia. He was like, "It's like oh Serbia, wow." <laughs> I, don't, I don't, know, man. Was it <laughs> Henlopen Park? No. Uh, yeah, it might have been. Hen, it might have been uh Hemlopen Park. Yeah, I, I don't have nearly enough trees in my backyard in order to be able to pull it off. As Proctor reminds me of, like, I don't, I just don't have enough trees in order to make that work. Start planting them sure that'll be the way that we go about yeah. doing it like you just you, oh. you need i i get so jealous I, I have backyard envy i could live without a pool i don't need a pool pool's a lot of work yeah i do want a hot tub but i could live without a pool I. it's just it's too much like i don't i don't need that although it, there's no better way to get people to come over to your house right i, I throw a huge party every summer and i struggle to get people now that, now that we're all adults and, like, people have their own things to do. I struggle to get people to come anymore. And I, I put a lot of effort into throwing this party. The moment you have a pool, everybody's coming to your house. Like, it doesn't matter. People you don't know are showing up at your house. But it's a lot of work. So I don't need a pool. Like, a pool I can live without. But all the other stuff in the backyard, like, I want I want it. I get terrible backyard envy. When I see, like, people that have multi-layered decks, I'm like, nah! Ah! pornographic to me now <laughs> like i spend my days looking at people's backyard setups on the internet like that's what i want i'm like i'll be sitting at home of my laptop open be like, god that's hot my wife will be like are you watching porn I'm like no look at it's a two-layer deck and this guy's backyard and look at all the furniture that he's got around the fire pit it's beautiful i want that God, why can't I have it? I think it's normal. What's this what's the uh the solo stove? That that's very popular solo stove. It's like um it encloses the um the smoke from the fire so it's like less like you don't oh, so it's not you don't have like the two days where like you're you're, you're still smelling smell like smoke. smoke. Okay. God, I want one of those. <laughs> All right. My wife we had we had uh on Mother's Day we had my my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law over, and she was like, let's pull the fire pit out. I was just like, you know it's about to be summer, right? (laughs) She was like, yeah, but like, don't you kind of want to do a fire tonight? I'm like, I do. I really want to do a fire right now. I badly want to do a fire. Yes, let's do it right now. Uh, Backyard envy. That's all I care about in my life anymore. All right. I'm rooting for you. No, you're not. Um, We'll wrap up hour number two of today's show. When we come back in, we will get a tidbit. We'll get two bit to wrap it up for the day. It's been a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio.
6: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson looks at the pipeline of talent still to come for the Orioles, diving in on last year's number one pick, Jackson Holliday, and other top prospects like Colton Kowser, Heston Kerstad, Kobe Mayo, and more. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles Orioles pitcher Kyle Gibson, and Bo Smolka breaks down what progress would mean for the team's 2022 draft picks in their second pro season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farmers, Stores, And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip, that first bite, Mm. start your day off right with a delicious
7: breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms.
3: What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com.
5: If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com pressbox online, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know it's on Grindr or anything, I, I swear! Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. This is a
0: disturbing headline uh, from Barrett Sports Media. More layoffs are reportedly coming to ESPN ahead of Pat McAfee joining the worldwide leader. Like, uh, including layoffs, ex- NFL and NBA talent likely to see the biggest cuts. They don't have any NBA talent. <laughs> what could they cut? Like, how can you do worse than what the ESPN does with the NBA? Like, yeah. how could you possibly? You just never have a former player ever evolved again. Like, you get rid of the. You don't even have. Guys with cachet involved. We just talked about this. Jesus, I'm sure it's worth. I, no offense. I know everybody loves Pat McAfee. I'm sure it's worth it. I'm sure it's worth getting rid of everybody so you can just have Pat McAfee.
1: God bless. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I,
0: I don't, I don't dislike the guy. Like, I'm, I just nothing him.
1: He's so they're just gonna like do away with all their
0: afternoon shows. I, I don't guess. know. I have no idea what that's gonna look like. So whatever, whatever, man. That's their choice. So like
1: NFL Live and. I'm trying to think. Of like, I mean, I don't think going. they're gonna get rid of everything. I'm sure, so like, Orlovsky. I have no idea. Mina Kimes, are they gone? I, I,
0: no, that's slow down. On all of that. Pat's like best friends with Orlovsky, I don't too. think that's the case. He's taking like, his job, I, like, I just think that they're whatever. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows what it ends up meaning? And I, I, I don't, I don't want to take the sound like a shot at Pat McAfee. I just don't. I hate this business. I really, really hate this business. Like, hey, we can bring you in. We'll pay you all this money. Great, but it means we're gonna have twenty other people lose their jobs. I mean, it's not Pat McAfee's responsibility to care about them, obviously, but, man, it stinks. All right. Um, hey, if you missed it, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson, earlier in the week on Monday night, they caught up with Andy Dolich, former Oakland A's executive. That's a very complicated, it's a sticky wicket, uh, that situation, as we thought it was a done deal for Vegas, but maybe not the done deal that we thought it was. Uh, if you missed that, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, click on the videos tab, go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video in order to check it out. Continue to get me responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. One of you is winning a, a shirt of your choice from Birdland Sports. Again, birdlandsports.com. they have got a new Birdland Summer Beach Towel available that looks really sharp. Um, Josh tried his hand at like a, his own kind of City Connect like uniform idea. So you can check that out at uh, birdlandsports.com if you like it. Again, go get it right now. And what the hell, John from Little Rock, of all people? Is he cheating? No, John from Little Rock, as I was going on about the joy of corn, says, remember, all that corn is just starch, carbs. the hell's wrong with you, you son of a bitch? (laughs) Of all people, I respect John. And he understands the joys of sitting around and just eating corn. God greatest thing in the world Somebody, hot dog. I tried to explain it to, I had a friend who came into town was like so do you guys just like sit around and eat crabs all summer I'm like no we don't we'll do it a couple times we sit around and I eat wish. corn all summer <laughs> Like we'll yeah. sit around all summer yeah. and just get more and more corn and load it up with old bay that's the way that we spend our summers and pretend here. it's crabs <laughs> yeah I mean like we'll don't, don't get me wrong like we'll try to do crabs once or twice a summer if possible but they cost a lot of they money do. man they do. they do like it's not it's just not an option for us to regularly be Cracking crabs. If it was affordable, yeah, we would probably do it all the time. It's also the event aspect of it, where you have to prepare for it. You got to put down newspaper. Yeah. You got to like block yeah. out an afternoon because you're not gonna be able to get up and go do something. It's not like eating a meal where like you can just do it in thirty minutes and be done with it. Like cracking crabs is a day long event, at least three hours, yes, correct. minimum. Yeah. So like, I, and then you gotta when, wind down. When people come to town, they like they, all they think about is crabs, and we're like, look, we do it. It's not like we don't do crabs it's just that we don't do it as frequently as you probably think that we do because it's not convenient and it's it's expensive as hell let's go ahead and get a tidbit tidbit is brought to you today by aj michaels expert and award-winning aj michaels heating ac plumbing and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels ac season is coming up fast new rebates and discounts are available more at ajmichaels.com. i think i should take this call um, see who it is. Okay, go for it. With
1: right. the Hang you just want to answer it. You just want to answer it on the. This is Glenn. Okay, I guess this is. Hello. What we're doing? Telemarketer. Hello.
0: Just, it's a local number. That's why I thought uh, I should answer it because it's a local number. Like, gotcha. Not somebody. Oh, what the hell is that? And now you're playing music. Fix that. So All you right. just wanted to play music? So that was no, the, my phone. Does a bit. Where, if I take a call, as soon as I hang up the call, whatever the most recent audio was that was playing, whether it was like a video I was watching on YouTube or a song on Spotify or something, or a podcast, whatever the most recent audio was playing before I took the call, it just starts playing it again after I hang up the call. And I don't know what that's all about. I'm going to have to just start calling now. Just to i got to get just to the bottom to of this. Just, I'm just going to start calling you. See, so I ignore unknown numbers from other – when they're not local. But when a local unknown number calls me, I answer it. So I don't know what to make of that. I'm kay. confused by it. The reverse Google search it. And oh, try. I guess I could do that. Yeah. All right, all
1: while you're doing that, yeah, uh, the Knights, they did beat the Stars last night. So this became the first instance ever where all four NBA and NHL conference uh, conference finals – uh, best of seven series had a team that was up 3-0. So, first time ever. How about that? That happened. How yeah. about that? Unfortunately, it won't be the first ever sweep because the well, – I already forget who played last night. The Celtics. Celtics, yeah, yes. They the Celtics the hoop, won. Yes. Christopher Morell, you, have you heard of him?
0: Why have I heard of him? I have he heard of him. He is on the
1: Chicago Cubs. Yes. He, start, he got activated off the aisle like two weeks ago. He has been on an absolute yes. tear since he came up. He has nine home runs in 12 games. It is the second most – home runs in a player's first twelve games of a season uh, ever well, okay, since nineteen hundred, so not almost ever. Uh with he is tied with do you try should I make a guess? Nah, you won't get it. How would I ever know this? In two thousand one Luis Gonzalez Oh, that's okay. Yes, hit nine home uh, okay. runs he won in the his World first Series though, games. Here. And then Larry Walker in nineteen ninety seven also hit okay. nine home runs in his first twelve games. Those three are tied behind only this guy who hit eleven in nineteen seventy six in his first twelve games of the season.
0: I don't know who this person This is a person. I just did yeah, reverse yeah. search the number. I have no oh, idea this who this person
1: thing. is. Uh, do you know. want to try to guess who has the most home runs in their first 12 games of the season?
0: First home runs in their first 12 games of the season. Most, yes. Most home, most home runs. Right? Did I say first home <laughs> runs? Weird. <laughs> most home runs in the first 12 games. Of that? How would I know that? Aaron
1: um, Judge. Not Aaron Judge. Barry Bonds. No, no, no. He, uh, according to Stan, he's the best third baseman of all time. Mike Schmidt? Mike Schmidt. That son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, players, this is from Sarah Langs. Uh, came in the other night. So Martin Martin Maldonado on Monday night, he uh, I suddenly homered. got the hiccups
0: too. What the hell is Lots going on with here?
1: Yeah, you You're just thinking about corn. You, I do want you, that corn. You, you, you pretended you just ate a bunch really yeah, right. quick, so you are know, getting the
0: hiccups. You really go for some corn.
1: So with Maldonado's home run against Milwaukee on Monday night, uh, he became the fourth player ever to have a home run against against all the current thirty teams before reaching one hundred career home runs. He joins a it's list. Wild. Yeah, it is. It's a really weird list, uh, and he joins a cool list of, of. I mean, you know, you're not gonna get these guys: Jose Guillen. Ah, sure. Orlando Hudson. Oh, it was the O dog. And uh, Stephen Drew. I actually, knew Orlando Hudson. Yeah. But
0: why but, are the yeah. Diamondbacks all over this list? Yes.
1: <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> Uh, but yeah he ho- He's homered against The 30 current MLB teams Is it, Literally reaching. two
0: guys That I knew Because I covered them With the, <laughs> the Diamondbacks With the Diamondbacks And both Stephen Drew And Orlando <laughs> Hudson That's yeah. so random That's why I picked the tidbit yeah. By the way Orlando Hudson Was like very respected Like baseball players Loved Orlando mm-hmm. Hudson Like that they, they, he was like their guy And he was never a big star So I never understood it But
1: Go ahead. This one, uh, the the official tidbit comes from Patrick Stevens. Ah. He uh, listed out the most Final Four appearances, so semifinal appearances among uh, you know men's Division One lacrosse teams. Uh, So most appearances. I want you to do the. I'll do. There's three teams tied for five. So top seven, top seven teams with the most, top seven schools with the most Final Four appearances in men's lacrosse. lacrosse. Um, Maryland. Maryland is two. Hopkins. Hopkins is one. Hopkins has 29. Maryland has 28. Uh, Princeton. Princeton is just outside. They're eighth. Oh, wow. Yeah, they have Uh, 11. Syracuse. Syracuse is third. 27 Final Fours for the Orange. Virginia. Virginia is fourth. All right. 25 for the Cavaliers. Uh, Three teams tied for fifth. 14 Final Fours. For each of these threes, uh, Duke. Duke is one of them. Patrick, uh, lists them last.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about that.
1: Uh, Carolina. Uh, Carolina is, is the second, who is the third team with 14. I'm so surprised that it's not
0: Princeton. Like, that's just mind blowing to me that it's not Princeton. <sighs> Cornell. Cornell has
1: 14. Princeton is eighth with 11. Navy has eight. They're ninth on the list. Notre Dame, six. Denver, five. And Loyola has four. All right. Final four.
0: Right. Very good. Very, very good. Tubular, brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. Buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular-wise this evening. Orioles try again against the Yankees, 7 o'clock on Masson. Tyler Wells and Nestor Cortez is the pitching matchup. You can also watch it on ESPN+, Plus, apparently, in the rest of the country. Uh, TNT, Game 4, as the Hurricanes try to stay alive and look to avoid the sweep at the hands of the Panthers in the NHL's Eastern Conference Finals. That's at 8 o'clock. Uh, the rest of the baseball find it Radio dot com. I don't. I think last night was ESPN plus. I don't think that Orioles Yankees game is. In. I'll double it's check. It is on that. Amazon Prime if you're New York. in New York specifically. Uh, the USA Network for Manchester City and Brighton and Hove all be on at three o'clock. Uh, Man City already won the title, right? So yeah, okay. Um, I guess yeah, they still have to play, play for relegation at the yeah, bottom Yeah, Leeds table. is at
1: the bottom along with Leicester. Because
0: is decision day this Saturday or, yes. or this, this Sunday, I guess? They normally do it on Sunday, don't they? Um,
1: Yeah, I think it is normally Sunday. I think they Sunday. always – it, it's this Sunday mm-hmm. for decision day. So I'll double check to make sure.
0: Yeah, and then is there – It might be like a midweek. Is there a there's Champions there's, uh, League? Uh, like, Is there teams that still have to qualify? I don't know.
1: Uh yeah, cause like Whatever. Liverpool and, and United. Well, mm-hmm. United's three points ahead of Liverpool, so that'll that'll be tough. But yeah, Brighton and Aston Villa are competing Villa? for what uh, Aston Villa uh, yes, and for between Europa or the Europa Conference League, depending where they're going. Go. Tottenham trying to jump uh, Aston Villa as okay. well to try to get sure. into the Euro- Europa Conference League.
0: So what are the different leagues then that you There's can, Champions, right? There's all the UEFA leagues. There's so who Europa goes into League. how many teams go into the Champions League? Um, four. 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 And are four all the, the are Premier they all League. determined? Do we know who the four teams are? Yeah,
1: yeah, if I guess I'm trying to I gotta, like, try and do math here. Oh, uh, okay. I pretty don't. much Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool can make it. Cause, okay. Or actually, no, yeah. If they win and United loses, I don't know who they each play. All right, but. All right. I,
0: I've gone too far, and we don't really know is the answer. You're kind of trying to figure it out. We're, trying, we're it.
1: rooting for – we're rooting against Everton and Leicester. Oh, Let's you know what? It. We're
0: not going to do fighting words tomorrow because you're no, not going to yeah, be here. Is no, there anything that we needed? to – Not really. It's not really a big yeah, – Yeah, because they don't – yeah there's yeah. Really nothing this weekend. Uh Haney won. Right, that was obviously. Yes. But we didn't get any inclination that they're setting up uh Haney.
1: No. Yeah. no not really. So maybe a good week to pass on fighting words. Anyway. Yeah, I so guess there's that's no, probably there's no true. No UFC,
0: no not really anything. The Griffin's Olympic. going away for a couple of days. Yeah. He's he's going out the ca- going out to Cali. Cali, Cali. That's where he's headed. That's right. Um yeah, there's really not there's a bunch of professional wrestling this weekend. Ooh. Tons of professional wrestling. There's two WWE pay-per-views and an AEW pay-per-view this wow. weekend. It is. There could not a be weekend more. for you. Profe- I, I hate it. I hate <laughs> this. Hate it. Not a chance I'm going to be able to watch all of this nonsense. No chance. Uh, but no real fights this weekend, I don't think. All right, anyway. Um... Well, I, I, speaking of professional wrestling, AEW Dynamite tonight at 8 on TBS. Non-sports highlights?
1: Uh, Survivor season 44 finale is tonight. Uh, let's see. Master Chef season 13 on Fox. That premieres Oh, tonight. that's great news yes. from Mrs. Clark and I. We have yes. something to watch. Congratulations. Wonderful. So, so uh, that I guess that'll complicate you when you're wrestling
0: watching then? No, because I don't. I watch. I put wrestling on. Th- th- this is the dirt for people that don't watch. Th- please don't. <laughs> For people that aren't with us after the show. <laughs> no, the, no, For people that listen to um dropping oh, out. Okay. I put it on over here on this screen when the show ends, and I don't watch any of it. Raw WWE Raw was on in the background yesterday. If you asked me to tell anything anything that happened on WWE Raw, I couldn't name one thing. Did w- Roman Reigns
1: got angry for some reason, didn't he? But, uh,
0: yes, but I probably <laughs> And not one thing. I noticed that at least. I don't watch. <laughs> It's just on so that like, it could jog my memory if it comes up during the course of the, po- course of the podcast. Like, oh, I could kind of vaguely remember that. I can't. I don't have the bandwidth to watch anymore. I would like to stop doing the podcast, but I like those guys too much, so I can't do it. Oh, it stinks. Else?
1: Um, Yeah, the Flash, series finale of The Flash okay. on The CW. Uh, new episode, or Vanderpump Rules on Bravo. My mom wants to make sure I mention that because she's a big Vanderpump really? Rules. Really? Dave, an uh, episode of Dave... A uh, new series on Disney Plus. It's called American Born Chinese. How it's many a, Ted Lasso episode, ep- ep- episodes? This is the do penultimate. Have... This episode. is penultimate. Okay. Penultimate of right. the season. I guess we're not really sure if they want to try to do another season after this. I don't or think. One.
0: I don't think Sudeikis wants to do another right.
1: season. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, I guess they could make it work. Uh, platonic also new series on Apple TV Plus today. It's with Seth Rogen. He is platonic friends with oh, some yeah. girl. I and, saw. Uh, no, no, it's somebody we know. It's somebody. Rose Byrne.
0: And was he? He did. Um, Neighbors wasn't her? she the co-star in Neighbors? Oh, uh, was she? I thought that was why this was like supposed to be a cool thing was because they were getting uh, they were like I, reconnecting. I don't, well. yes. I don't know Rose Byrne well. Platonic show. Yeah.
1: Oh, she was in Peter Rabbit. Oh, great. Was she? The she was in Neighbors. Yeah, yeah. she
0: was the he, she was his wife
1: in Neighbors. But she didn't like a big role in. His wife? I don't. I don't remember her having a big role. I mean, she wasn't like. It was s- about
0: Zach Efron and Seth Rogen. I understand, but she was a significant part of it. What are you doing? <laughs> this is a weird bit. Dave I do I show you. I don't yeah. care. It does. I like. I might watch this show, but it's not high on the list for me. Yeah. All right. Seth Rogen. So. Hey, don't forget, pressboxonline.com slash contest. Sign up to win four tickets to all the area minor league baseball teams as well as an EasyPass Maryland on-the-go transponder preloaded with 25 bucks and $50 gas card from Royal Farms to get around. Pressboxonline.com slash contest. Must be 18 or older. Thanks today to Ken Singleton. Thanks to Davaris Hardy from Loyola. Thanks to Cordell Woodland, and thanks to Greg Ro- Rosenthal. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Oh my God, it's so good! Tab at Did you just burp?
1: No, it was my what phone
0: was scraping across the table. I couldn't figure and it out like, what that was. ridged somehow. He's like that was weird noise. <laughs> Can try it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it sounded worse the first yeah, time for sure. Uh Griffin's not here tomorrow. Carson's in for him tomorrow. Uh Drew will be here allegedly and jim, jim, Bowden. jim Bowden, former mlb gm and we'll make a trip to buoy as well make a trip to buoy tomorrow as well that other thing probably not going to happen
1: um i mean i'll i'll have to call i'll see, we'll yeah, see what's i going would on.
0: say we should probably call yeah well, yeah <laughs> we should probably do that all right thanks everybody press box all of our great sponsors and partners including aj michaels glory days grill royal farms costa sin all american lacrosse birdland sports your local toyota dealer BuyAToyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks.